With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. All right. There we go. May 28, 2016. Anyways, it took me off my train of thought here, too. Oh yeah, well I, I sent these guys uh, uh or I sent the, the mortgage uh holder um bills, you know, compensation due, X amount of dollars, compensation due, X amount of dollars. Now the cool thing was uh when when I did buy the place they did not disclose to me about the the uh buried fuel tanks in the ground or the covered up fuel pumps. And up here, on the legal side, it's oh, that's a no-no. You can't. You have to give full disclosure on property. So, but that's not. Now, I brought that up not to use that as that's not my fight. I'm not. I'm not fighting the fact. I've been trying to give the property to them. <laughs> yeah, but I did want to bring that up to show. Hey, you know, <laughs> I'm working here in good faith. Where's the other side? So after I sent the bills, uh, uh, basically, I don't know, it's been two months. I haven't heard a word from these people. So I'm thinking, well, because of my circumstance, uh, I'll find somebody who wants to live in the big building. I think the main floor is about, what is it, 40 by 50? And uh, and there's a shop downstairs, shop space downstairs, drive-in, uh, 40 by 50. So I'm, I'm sure I can rent the place out because... If these guys are just going to leave it in my hands, you know, there's still land taxes to be paid. There's still water licenses to be paid. There's still upkeep that needs to be done. So uh, I'll find a handyman that can that, that, that's interested. And where where I'm at, there isn't much here. To try and find a place is really, really hard, which is one of the reasons I bought that place to begin with, was uh, uh, finding commercial place is just like pulling hen's teeth out here. It's 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 really, really tough. They're just not here. So Eric, how's your court circumstance? Oh, I forgave those bricks. Oh you did? Yeah. Well, that's good on you. Yeah. <laughs> but they're still pricks, eh? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and, and, and anybody who kicks anybody in the ribs there when he's on the ground is there's a prick in my book. Oh, I know that's that's really low. You didn't see that guy yeah. in uh, Kelowna a couple of years ago that got the boot in the face, did you? Oh, there's a guy who got uh, uh, huffed in the in the testicles and they exploded. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Is that up your yeah, way? Fa- no, the, fa- the in the face is pretty bad too, especially if it leaves scars. Oh. That's that. That's just as bad as uh, getting booted in a testicle. Well, this guy, <laughs> had, he had permission. He for years he's gone up. Uh, he got he got in an accident. And he has brain damage. <laughs> the 
Wow. Wow. And uh, so he he goes every spring. He goes and he shoots the the pigeons or the crows or something off the golf course, right? Some bird shot. So he was up there doing his thing, and he finished, and he packs up his tools, and and he's and he's heading uh, he's heading down the road, and the cops, there are four or five cop cars surround him. They're yelling at him, get out of the car, get your hands up, get down on your knees. So he says, yeah, yeah, no problem, man. He he does everything, and and you know this is a great thing about having these uh, cameras on our phones. So yeah, you know, the guy gets out and he's down on his knees, and they tell him to lay down, and he does, and 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 the cop walks right up and boots him right in the face. Oh now, wow! Yeah, no, I don't know what business that man had hitting that cop's boot with his face, but then they charged the guy with assault, <laughs> assaulting an, a peace officer. <laughs> Yeah, you know. Yeah, or oh, and re- and resisting arrest. I-, I love that one. Quit resisting. Boot, boot, boot. Quit resisting. Boot, boot, boot. That's what they are. That's what happened to you, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> tase, tase. Yeah. Boot, boot. This is why. Punch I, in the face. This this is why it's a great it's a great and uh, wonderful thing to be really polite to those guys. And, and then and then. And then I put my hands out generously, and they stand on my on my hands with their boots, and, and like like you know how you put out a cigarette butt, they do that on my hands. They just twist and uh, rip the tops of my hands off. Yeah, I remember you talking about it. Yeah, they're disgusting. You know, and they felt. I understand they got a tough job, but they don't have to be doing that that kind of that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, but those gotta be a limit. Those weren't even our cops, weren't they? Military cops from Britain or something? No, one of them was. Okay. And the other one was uh, a local cop. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you know, this is why it's uh, it's so important for us to be able to to write a claim and uh, and and get our paperwork filed. Well, we got to get our courts back, is what we need to do. Yeah, if they're hijacked. There's no way a guy's going to get his courts back if we don't use them. You That's know, right. And, and going in there with a bad attitude and, and righteous indignation, and I require, I require, you know, and, you know, I was using one day, I don't know, it was a few months ago, I was I was sending somebody a message on one of the Skype groups, and, you know, and I wrote something up for him. It was just short, one, two lines, and just like I wish, da-da-da-da-da. And some people were coming on to me, oh, wish, yeah, fuck wish, uh, you can't use wish, wish, blah, 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 you know, require, require. No, you know. No, what? you can't use that word all the time. Because re- require is like a man needing air to breathe. A, ma- a man requires air to breathe, to live. That's right. And if you put a plastic that, that, over my head, I'm going to do everything I can to breathe. I'm going to scratch your eyes out, kick you in the shins, and rip that bag into pieces if I no, can. No, no. Yeah, yeah, I understand. But, yeah, but it, it goes it goes beyond uh, need. Well, require. To be able to, 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 be able to live, he, he requires air to breathe. Yeah, but if, if I require something of somebody, then I better be able to enforce my requirement. And and I, I was listening to Carl talk to somebody not that long ago, and it's like, okay, so you require this. Now, how are you going to enforce it? And they're like, uh, uh, uh. 
and and that's like I say, I, the attitude I've seen on the Skype groups has been quite. I don't know. Well, there's a lot of legalese shit on this. <laughs> I can't believe it. After after all this time and all these shows and everything that's out there, how everybody's still just 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 going fly into the legalese crap and, and unbelievable, you know. Yeah, it but doesn't stop. Bad attitude won't get you anywhere with anybody. A- a- anytime I see uh, uh, CFs and all that stuff there, uh, it just makes me want to vomit. I can't read it. Literally, I can't read it. I, I won't read it. it. It makes me nauseous to look at it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. well, just recently I was I was pondering maybe having a show so that, would, uh, you know, for... for for any of us who have put claims in or anybody who has put a claim in and failed, put a claim in and, and, and had a success, uh, anybody who's been to the court clerk's office to get a claim in, I was hoping that people would come on the show tonight so that we could talk about it. Because it's like it's like when, you know, when you get refused uh, by some guy double-talking you at the counter, it's like, well, people want to just give up and go away, and and there's like, there's no there's no counteraction. There's there's no brainstorming going on. You know, it's just ah yeah, they're evil bastards. You know, they're they're baby killers and pope ass kissers and so on and so forth. And it's like, wow, and that's totally off the subject. And and like I said, I I, I saw one guy there on one of the groups. I don't know the five guys or intermediate or something. And, uh, you know, he was going on about that. And the clerk wasn't lying to him. He said, in Michigan, there is there is no common law court in Michigan. <laughs> the guy was totally talking about jurisdiction. I had a judge say to me, you know, he gave me a lecture in Canada, in Canada, in Canada. And, and uh, well, who said I'm in Canada? You know, who said I wish to be in Canada? Uh, do I have uh, a right? to go into Canada and benefit from Canada? Yeah, I was born here. But uh, who says I'm in Canada? You know, is Canada going to cease to exist because I'm not in Canada? No. So I guess I'm an integral part of Canada. So how the hell can I be in Canada anyways? Right? You say, hey, prove prove to me that applies to me, to I am in. Well, I like to ask questions. That's the other thing. I really... You know, when I was first going to court, you know, they call my name and I go up and I'd say I'm the man. And uh, yeah, I did that. Oh, geez, I don't know, a few court cases. But then after that, once I was getting confident, because well, I didn't really have a plan when I started, because it happened always happens abruptly. But uh, after that, I would walk up. If they call my name, I'd walk up and say, uh, "Did the court not get my notice?" And that's my favorite way to answer a court. Now, did the court not yep. get notice? Because you know damn well I sent a notice, you know, ahead of time. <laughs> and you know damn well I've got three, four, or five copies on me <laughs> of that notice. <laughs> and my question cheat sheet, just in case I get nervous and need a good question. And the best one I heard, the best one I heard was uh, there, there are witnesses who, who watched me file those notices. And then they scrambled. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm not going to sit there and fight about them. I'm going to sit there or stand there and, and 
say, oh, did you not get my notice? The judge says, no, let me get your notice. You get no, 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 court didn't get your notice. Says, oh, oh, hang on a second. Here, oh, yeah, I got a copy here. Start handing them out, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and I love that. And uh, I think any time I go up to, to court, because I won't go, uh, I won't attend at a court, appear at a court, go into a court without a notice. There's just no way, you know. So that's that's my favorite thing because not just not just having the notice and establishing that I have a notice before the court, but also I'm not answering to the jurisdiction. So when I answered, I'm a man, I'm the man, you know, and I said casually and walked up casually, you know, I was answering to the jurisdiction, and then I'd have to pull jurisdiction back, which I did with that one judge, you know, playing the U game, right? <laughs> That was hilarious. That was that was so much fun playing the U game with him. I I don't wish to to go in and play games with these guys anymore, but I do wish that to ask pertinent questions. And I have questions, you know. And it is why am I here? <laughs> I'm yeah, here never talk. answer them. <laughs> you know. So, uh, have you ever? So you never did follow through. You never did uh, make a claim and and follow through on it. No, no. Uh, I, I I wanted to see how far uh, w- what they would have done on their own end, uh, uh, following their own rules, and 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 of course corruption. Their game. It's their it's their rules. Their game. Who cares? I see Aquila's on. Aquila's friend. There. They make they make me sick. Yeah, you see, I'm 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 not. Things that make me sick is puke and uh, fresh dog shit. Um, Baby shit too. <laughs> any shit. That's that's your fault <laughs> if it's your kid. But uh, but uh, I really, you know, since any extra excrement. <laughs> Since I went on this journey, and uh, like I wasn't the, the you know the smartest guy, uh, you know the the ripest apple, the best tasting fruit to fall off a tree, but uh, since I've been on this quest, and and I took, see I was I was dumb enough not not to doubt what Carl was was teaching me, uh, I was dumb enough just to believe it and go with it, and that's that's really when I I saw the court change was when I stood there believing everything I said. And uh, that was my first major time. I mean, the first, I did flip the court before, but this was the first time where I saw the effect where where I was beside myself and I was talking to this man and because it was his wish to talk man to man and his name was uh, David uh, Gates. And um, and where I actually flipped the court, and I'll never forget the feeling and the peace that goes with it. The, the, there was a guy standing beside me, been trying to hang me for like a year, <laughs> and uh, take everything from me. And it cost me a lot, man. It cost me a lot. But uh, you know, I could look at this guy with no hatred and no despising at all to this guy. He, that poor guy was totally confused, you know. And in fact, there was uh, the one time I was at court. Um, of course, they saved me for the end. 
I did talk about this once before. They 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 thought I was some kind of free man, so they they had a, a cop that was appointed to me. His name was Mike. So Mike's following me around the courthouse as if you know <laughs> I'm some kind of threat. And uh, I, I needed to go outside for a smoke, and so I was falling asleep in the courthouse. It was a long trip getting there. But uh, I introduced myself to Mike, and I says, "What's your name?" And he points to his badge, and he goes, "Officer such and such." And I said, "I says really?" I says, "Oh, uh, I'm Mike." And I said, "He says, yeah, we met before, Al." I says, "Oh, cool." And I didn't realize, you know, chatting with the guy. And the next thing you know, he's on the phone to his boss, and then he leaves. I'm like this guy's no threat. So I go back in the courtroom. They finally, they finally uh, wish to end my matter matter about me, I guess, and and, uh, and uh, everybody had been done their court cases, and there was only a couple of my friends at the court, and uh, next thing I know, half the pews are filled with uh, prosecutors and lawyers waiting to see the show. <laughs> it was fun. Well, that was the day I called the Judge Eugene. Me and Mark, Mark and I both did that. Uh, <laughs> see, I was too dumb to... to, to you know, actually, I didn't understand how to be courteous. You know, I was uh, I was a little indignant, but I not 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 forcefully indignant at court, but it was I was a little indignant still, and um, and um, you know, I was looking for a way to call the judge by his first name to get him man to man. I was thinking about it. His name was uh, Eugene Kramer, and his native name was Eugene. Uh, who owns many horses? <laughs> I was thinking of calling him Mister Who Owns Many Horses, <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. But basically, what I've learned so far, and what what I've seen work uh, um, pretty good, is anytime you're sending a notice or a letter, it's really good to CC it to anybody who may be acting in some kind of authority on the matter or over the matter woman that uh, that pertains to the matter. And I found CC and stuff um, pretty good. I uh, I wrote a letter to um, uh, Neil Whitman, who acts as the Chief Justice for Southern Alberta. He's the, he's the building manager for Calgary, the biggest courthouse in North America. And uh, I... I, I made up a letter for him once, and I read it to Carl, and, and Carl okayed it, but I looked at it, and I, you know, it was just when I was coming out of being indignant to trying to just, you know, just just be cool and settle down, and I wasn't indignant, but I was overly polite. It was, it was too fucking phony, uh, and so I scrapped it, and I didn't send it to the man. When I did send him uh, a notice, or a letter. Um, but what I did was, when I finally did wish to get my claim in, um, I sent it to, uh, I forget her name offhand, and she actually works for the for, for Neil Whitman and and operates, I think she's the, uh, the uh, court clerk. And because um, I had met her when she first refused me the first time I tried to, you put a claim in, but uh, <clears throat> I sent her my claim, and a cover letter, and and 
I CC'd the claim in the cover letter to Neil. And then I wrote Neil a letter um, asking for his, or, or it was my wish to have his, his assistance uh, get my claim in. And I reminded him that, you know, the Queen's bench is free to the Queen and the people. And uh, the style of court I wish to have, which was, uh, you know, court of record trial by jury, uh, <clears throat> man to man. And um, so then I also CC'd the the letter I sent Neil Whitman and to um, oh what was her name I forget her name to the, the court clerk so so she you know I sent it in and she wasn't just going to diss me off because I sent a copy to Neil saying here's what I sent what's her name and uh, and this is what I wish and I wish for his assistance on this matter. And then I cc the letter to Neil to her. So, you know, I'm just getting, at the worst, I'm getting a witness. But I haven't been kicked out of the courthouse yet. I mean, the trial judge, after after uh, the prosecutor told the, uh, the no-so-proloquy um, and ended this thing, I, I ran into Dave... Dave Gates, the, the man who acts as the trial judge, into the foyer, in the foyer there. And uh, actually, we're standing right under the sign. They got this big sign when he entered the courthouse that says, uh, "Freedom is the right to be wrong, not do wrong." <laughs> I tried, I tried giving uh, uh, one man who acts as a judge in court one time that lecture. I said, "Hey, man, you got the sign downstairs that says this. <laughs> what the hell is going on around here?" But. Uh, I was listening to a recording today that I did of me and Carl, and it was funny. It was after work. It was late at night. It was probably midnight my time, so it must have been 2 or 3 o'clock Virginia time. But we're shooting the shit, and he's going on and on, and I had to take a piss real bad. So I left the camper, and I went into my brother's house. And I, when I came out of the bathroom, my brother's up, like, what the fuck's going on? And here's Carl on my phone going, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? <laughs> He's talking about the guy in the black robe, right? <laughs> Who's your daddy? <laughs> Anyways, getting back, I see Quillon, and uh, uh, she had a friend, which uh, I assisted her on something, but her friend that was uh, where they were trying to um, foreclose on her property, and it was a construction thing, that, and Carl went and met those guys, the Iranian folks. And uh, and she got a claim in. Now, they were trying to take her claim for it, and I think that's what I, I did assist her on, was uh, to, to hang on to her claim. Because your claim <clears throat> is your right. You have a right to claim. You have a right to use the public resources. Um, if a man's not part of the public, then, then what is he? You know, if I go into public, I'm operating in the public. Uh, Lentz is always going on about, you know, I have a I have a public face and a public attitude, and then I have a private one. He can act whatever way he wishes uh, on his property and his private domain within his domestic jurisdiction. But when he's out in public, he acts a certain way, and 
And this is what I'm saying about maturing as a man, getting over ourselves, you know, and our righteous indignation and just, just having hissy fits because somebody's not doing what we want, you know. You know, it, it, it's a guy has to mature up. Like, if I'm trying to figure out how to fix something, if there's a problem, like, I've had a number of bikes that, that have gone through other shops and dealerships where, where, where the customer will come to me and say, look, Al, you know, I've had this in, I've got all these receipts, you know, I'm looking at a few grand in receipts, and he says, you know, I still have this problem, you know. Actually, Steve, he was uh, he was a uh, U.S. Army, and he was an Apache pilot. He was in uh, Africa and the Middle East, and he bought this bike in Korea, and uh, he actually bought a brand-new Harley at the Harley-Davidson of, of Seoul. And so anyways, and Steve's a strange cat, and or he was. He died a couple years ago. I inherited the, the race engine that was in that bike. But uh, he, he ships this thing back to Texas, and and so he, well, where the No, he wasn't uh, where they were fighting in uh, South Africa there. Um, where all the pirates are coming from, Somalia. He was in Somalia. And uh, so somebody gave him a parts catalog, and he had this dream of, of making this 89 FXR into his new style Benson. So he was phoning back to this uh, this hot rod shop in Texas and, and getting them to build him this certain four-valve head engine in a certain way and da-da-da-da-da. So when he got back and he made it out of Somalia, he, he retired from the Army, and, and he... He was he hopped on his bike and he was off to California to start his new life. Well, that thing blew up and he it was funny, uh this this Mexican couple who were hauling a U Haul going to California picked him up and he rode in the back of the Mexicans U Haul with his motorcycle. <laughs> so he had been he had blown up a few times and he'd been to a number of shops and finally when I first moved to Nelson back in ninety eight or this area, uh, you know, he comes into my shop. He says, "You know, I had this dream. I have this bike. I, I, it's been sitting in the garage because nobody can make it run. All this stuff has blown up." So I said, "Well, I don't know. So what it was, you know, what do you require of me?" He says, "You think you can make it run?" And I said, "Well, I, I don't think I've made uh, seen a Harley. I haven't been, been able to make it run yet. Yeah, bring it over." So. I had to overcome problems, and this is the court clerk. I had to overcome what other guys couldn't. Now, I don't know why other guys couldn't. Were they not patient, or were they lazy? You know, were were they trying? I mean, that David Gates guy put a guy away for 18 months, uh, not too long before I stood before David Gates, uh, uh, and and his old lady says, yeah. My husband tried the man thing, and Gates gave him 18 months. And a friend of Joe and Catherine's that, that Carl was up here helping. That was actually the first time I met Carl. And uh, so, well, I'm, you know, you can try whatever you want to try, but taking some time to think about it, do a little studying. I mean, if I don't understand the, the mechanical functions of a four-valve head V-twin, big bore, then I'm not going to really have a good educated guess. So 
I had never dealt with uh, with the feeling for valve heads before because they were a strip head. They were they were for racing, and they had a plenum, which is a the common intake that holds two carburetors on it instead of uh, IRs, which are independent intakes for each head. And so I'm looking at this thing, and I read up on it, right? So what is the function of a court clerk? And what is the function of a clerk of a court? What is the function of a courthouse? You know, so, so maybe trying to understand what the functions are. Okay, so now I understand the functions. Okay, well, I'm going to try this. Am I going to hit this thing with a hammer and I'm going to make it work for me without blowing up? No. I'm going to apply uh, some talent, uh, some care, <laughs> and some experience that I have to the problem and see if I can get this thing to work in unison. And that's the same thing we have to do when we're dealing with these guys uh, in public. You know, apply some care. How does a man act in public? Well, a man's polite. Well, you're dealing with a woman. Yeah, you're polite to a woman. Maybe with a man, you're not quite as polite. Maybe you can get a little more aggressive, you know, because you're talking to another guy, and we have t testosterone, right? But with a woman, you know, you're supposed to be courteous. I, I hold doors open to women all the time. I remember when... In, People were giving you shit. I think it was in the late 80s, early 90s. People give you a shit. Women would give you shit for holding doors open for them because they can do it themselves. Well, I didn't think you couldn't hold the door open for yourself. It was a matter of just, hey, I'm a man. I'm being courteous and I'm in public. As Carl calls it, courteous. Right? Same word. So overcoming this, so I was hoping that, uh, is there anybody all in Northern Virginia I hope Northern Virginia has dealt with the clerk and built a claim and so on and so forth. Let's see if I can uh, open you up here. There we go. How's it going? Northern Virginia, you got a question? Would you like to add to this? Would you like Hello, this is Aquila. How are you? Oh, hey, Aquila. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> I'm not bad for an old guy. Yeah, I mean, I went, and of course, but I wasn't all for myself. But, I, you know, I you know, that, that's the choice all the time. That's the order. And I told him to put it in writing. Of course, he didn't. So um, I didn't have to listen to him. And he, he, you know, he got the Bella, and the Bella came by, and the child touched me. And I said, I realize all here is public service. I give you no permission to contact me. Contact pretty much means just touch. So uh, Bella, he took his hands off me, and I began to still talk, you know, as the judge, well, the man had to ask judge, um, is that an order? I said, put it in writing. So he actually didn't have a pen or a pencil in his hand, and he just demonstrated like he was writing. He said, okay, it's the writer that. I'm like, put it in writing. And, and then uh, the Bella began to touch me again, and I kind of moved away from him. I said, I give you no permission to contact me. And then the man acting that shot said, no, 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 no. Like, tell him, don't touch me. Because <laughs> he knew what was going on. 
Yeah, well, he knew that was he'll be liable and you'll have to pay me, so they stopped. So that was really good. So you never know what you're gonna what's gonna happen. Um, it's just good to be ready, and that's why I participate and listen to all these uh, talk shoot calls we have um, because it might not be that particular situation I'm going through, but I still listen because. In the future, hopefully not, but we might. So it's good to be ready. And you have to have the courage. You know, it's sort of like a soldier in the army. No matter what happened, what what may come his way, he has to be ready and willing to fight with his life. You know, and so it takes a lot of courage, yes. Um, and you, you're going to have fear, but you can overcome that fear if you know you, what you're doing is correct, and I pray about it, and I believe in God, and I believe God will take me through it, and certainly I, He does. I'm glad you mentioned that too, because there's a difference in overcoming fear and not having any fear. <laughs> I mean, oh, you, yeah. you can have full. My old pastor used to call it intestinal fortitude. You know, you can have full courage. And fear can still be there. And, I mean, that keeps you sharp. Um, but if you believe, you know, I don't look at it so much as a soldier, but more of, you know, a man or a woman who's protecting their home or their family. And, you know, if you believe you have a right, if you know you have this right, if you believe it in your heart and it's in your soul, you're going to act in a manner that you know it's your right. And a lot of the people that I notice that have been in in and out of these groups, you know, they they throw hissy fits. They got pukey bad attitudes and they're just they're just man, I I can't believe the stuff that's coming out of their mouth. And like this, is that the way a man operates? No. Is that the way some spoiled little kid operates? Yeah. <laughs> you ever see a spoiled little kid operate? You know, stop oh, yeah. cry and, and scream? That's yeah. not fair. And a lot of folks are acting that way when they go to court. Yeah. So. Right. Like, it's not, it, I'll just say this. It's, you know, we all, I believe we all have an ego. Um, no one wants to be talk or feel like you don't have an answer. But if you're honest and you believe in your heart, you have honesty, if you don't know, you don't know. So what? Um, so, in, But you need to know, especially if you're at, their, at a court, how to act. And, you know, I did this on my show. Um, when you go to church, you act a certain way. When you go out in the public, you act a certain way. I went to visit someone home. So you have to know how to act. It's important, no matter where you go. Um, and and also, like I said, you have to have a lot of courage. And you have to, um, you know, what's yours, you're defending yours. And it's like if it was a bear or lion, they're not going to worry about, I didn't comb my hair today, whatever. They're going to defend, and that's it. And so if someone's coming after you, you need to be able to you know, defend yourself, you know, in in the correct way. Because if you don't know words, that is the 
main thing, what they actually mean. And that's important as well, you know, because when you're at a court, those words mean totally different than what the common English we might speak every day. It's sort of like they have a slang language, you know, we use a lot as well. But it's not the same as common English. I remember, again, I remember sitting in court, there, an old man, Wilson, uh, or Judge Wilson or whatever he was, uh, he's looking at this guy, this poor guy standing in, in front of the judge, and, and they're going on about stuff, and the kid didn't know what the hell was going on. And the judge is advising him, hey, from the bench, uh, well, you just uh, just uh, go on Google and, and look up legalese.com. And a lot of people don't understand that legalese is its own language. Yeah, it kind of looks and sounds like English, but it's not. And like you said, they have their own meanings. And like Carl says, we only you don't need to know that many words. You know, to, to stand as a man at court, I don't need to know all their legal jargon, right? Correct. I just need to know who I am. And right. there's, there's, right. words, there's words in the law dictionaries that we have in English that are not in the law dictionaries. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like you, I heard you earlier speaking about how you hold the door for a woman. I mean, that should be within you. It's your upbringing. Because I, I watch, like, turn the classical movies. They're back from the 40s, 60s. And even back then, they knew they shouldn't hit a woman. You shouldn't, certain things, you, you hold the door. You, it's about how, you, that was a part of their everyday life, their mannerisms, and it should be a part of ours. And even as a woman, you know, when a man's speaking or if he's angry, if I was a woman, you know, um, I just have to shut up. Whether I want to have it my way, it's, a, it's hard to talk for us women. I'll I'll say that that is true, but especially if it's my husband or my man, and we're arguing about whatever, and he tells me shut up or be quiet. That's enough. I have enough of that. I have to, you know, be quiet and hold my peace. You know, well, you know, and whether I'm correct and he's wrong at that moment, but doesn't matter. It's about who is the you know, and that's another thing I want to say. Um, we have to know who we are and what roles we actually should play or act like. And, you know, if you have a family, you have the children, you have the husband and wife, but each of those have uh, the man, you know, has his role, the woman has hers, and your children have theirs. But the problem is we, you know, we were born a man or a woman. A lot of times we don't act like it, and that is the trouble, and that's a problem, you know, even with me as a woman, you know, I had to learn, you know, a lot. You know, I learned it from my mom and others, but I know my place. You know, sometimes I'll be honest, you know, sometimes like when I'm angry, I might get out of line a little bit, but I snap right back because I know, I know better. And, and you know, you just work, I just work on me, and that's what I'm doing to better me. And if I could share the good knowledge or something to help someone else, I do. And, well, you, you know, and so that that's why, like I said, these shows is so important and like-minded man and woman, we think the same, and that is good, and we can help, I believe, one another. And that's a lot of times why I do a show, 
you know, because um, there's one thing, you know, law that's common to man, that's all this common law is, but the law of your everyday life, even though how you should eat, you know, that's the law. You know, and you know, you know what's the nutrition you need in your body? That's the law. So it's a lot of things in your life. It is common, and it's it's the law. So we gotta just do it, you know. And be able, of course, I thank God. You know, I was awakened by call. You know, and many others help along the way, um, and I'm grateful for that. Let me you know, let me ask you about that. Okay, when you first when you first uh, start listening to Carl. What was happening? What, what was the event in your life that that brought you to that? Like, was like, were you going to court yourself, or were you trying to help somebody else out, or what was the what was the event at that time? Oh, it was for a uh, situation I was going through. Um, I, you know, I, I won't bore you with the whole story how it happened in the beginning, but I'll just say this. Um, I'll just begin how I actually got to listen to Carl. It was through uh, a friend of mine. Uh, we, I have been listening to many brought their class, just to share a few, um, and some others. And they had great and I'm sorry it sounded really good, but it was a lot of legal ease process, and I had done a lot of that, and it didn't work for me. It didn't finish the job. And I lost a lot of money, thousands of dollars, trying to pay someone to help me. But I'm glad, you know, I'm not angry about that because I consider I paid for my education. But anyways, a friend of mine, Jackie, her name, um, she told me, so you should listen to call. You know, he talks about God a lot, but sometimes he do curse. He said, but the government had taken his children and he got it back. And I said, okay, I'll listen to it. But actually, when I hung up the phone with her, I said, oh, I'll listen to that lady because I have been listening to so many other, I'll just say, uh, how they was doing law or how they was going about it. And I was, you know, okay, this is another one of those. She should just listen to. But somehow that day, I couldn't shake it. I was like, I had to listen to this. And, you know, and she was just telling me when you actually listen to him, you know, you're going to be jumping up, you're going to be happy. <laughs> I mean, because this guy is really good, she was telling me. I'm like, okay. So actually that day went on, and I somehow I couldn't shake it. And I was home, and I said, okay, I'm going to just listen to this. Let me just stop what I'm doing. I think I was cleaning up, whatever, and I went to the computer. I put it on, and I started listening. And I think a quarter of into it, I instantly knew it was true. I mean, because, like, truth ring clear, and I knew that even though I didn't understand 100% the process, but I knew it was the answer. Because, you know, I have been praying before um, that I could find the answer, and certainly it was there. And then I actually was screaming. I was shook out. I was so happy. And I actually called Jackie back. She didn't answer at the time. But when I finally did get her, I said, I want to I meet this guy. I want to see who he is. I'm like, wow. <laughs> You know, because it was really fascinating. It was, like, so great, the knowledge. It was like, wow. So, anyways, I went on to Internet. She was like, well, he's a farmer. I don't know if he actually meet with um, people. I mean, I don't know. He's really, you know. So, I said, well, I'll see. And I started Googling. I finally found information for Paul. 
And I actually called him up and I told him, um, you know, how happy I am and I want to meet with you. And he said, we'll see. And basically I was going through a foreclosure at the time and he gave me some pointers and I began to listen to his show. Um, but I didn't listen to everyone, you know. And actually when I did go to a court date that I had, I had written up, this uh, claim, you know, a notice, basically. Actually, it was a notice. I don't remember everything, but I know I said I require a man or woman to bring forth their verified claim. My claim to say property is untrue, something like that. And I had written that up, and I had, when I did meet with Carl, I showed him that. And it's, that's why I'm saying words are so powerful and so important to use the correct one. I put, I require a man or woman to bring forth a verified claim. And he changed that uh to their verified claim. If you send somebody to bring forth a claim, he can bring a claim about a bike, a claim about a car, a claim about anything. You've got to be so precise and specific. So I had to change that to their verified claim. And so I could say what said claim be true. And I actually found that in, you know, in their case. And I remember getting up in court saying that, and everybody got quiet. I just noticed like an instant difference in that courtroom at that time. And because so I just went out, I went up. They called. I went up there. I said I had one to a copy to the uh, other side, their attorney, and I had one and a bell gave it to the judge. And he said, uh, he started asking me some questions. I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, this is my first time I ever done this. And he said, um, and I think I also put it there, I, I require a trial by jury, something like that. And he said, well, a jury, oh, we don't do that here at this court. I said, oh. And he said, but I said, he said, well, that's it. He just just, oh, that's something else. That's somewhere else. And But they did uh, continue the case, you know, and I was happy of that. And I remember filing another notice into their, uh, into the same case, and I went to another court day. And I had a little bit more knowledge, but I still wasn't all the way there yet, to be truthful. And how I, it was a woman judge at this time. And I said, are you administrating my estate? She said, no. <laughs> and so I said a whole lot of wrong words. I actually lost in that, you know, they would other side wanted to go ahead and foreclose on my home. and. And I had, like I said, I had put in a notice earlier that day and before I actually went to the court trial. And, of course, I lost, and the judge said, well, we're going to put it, if you want this to appeal this, you have to, uh, she put a $3,000 bond I would have to pay before we could even appeal it. And so I'm like, okay, you know, I didn't know what to do. I'm like, you know, and also at the same time, I had someone doing a leaking process with helping me. And like I said, I put that notice in. I forgot exactly what it said, but I still have the copy of it. <laughs> once the case was over, as well, I could say the other side pretty much won. And I called the courthouse cause I, for another purpose because I was going to see if I can go ahead and re, uh, appeal this case. And she said, when I called the clerk, she said, well, you know what? There's another court case. See, we hear this whole case again. She said, because we got some new information. We got new. And I'm like, 
new information. Who put some information? I said, well, ma'am, I didn't put no new information in. I said, well, let me see. And I called the guy, other guy who was helping me during the legal process. He said, no, I didn't put anything in. And we had a court date. And I said, well, I'm not. He was like, well, don't even go there. We get peer by paper. But today I know it's because I put that notice in that they couldn't move forward. They had to rehear the whole case all over again. But I didn't even go because I didn't know at the time. But now today I understand better and I know what happened. So, um, and, yeah, and I would continue to fight this case. Uh, I put a lien um, and I just started writing. It does help me with some paperwork. Call helped me many times, and, you know, I would call him or I listen to his show. And I put on a lane, actually. And they, um, as I just kept, I, I kept, um, I'm just saying this, so what I did, I would write my notices, and I would put them to the clerk and let her know that, and then after I put them to the clerk, I would also let them know, and to the um, chief clerk, I believe, let him know I was going to send a copy of this to the other side. And they would stamp my copy, you know, mine, and then I actually sent it to the other side. And I just kept it up. I did not basically some stuff I said just to share. I don't answer complaints, nor do I understand them. I'm not part of the bar society, nor any law exists. I believe no law exists to say I must understand these things. And I kept it up for a while, just my letter writing and kept it up. And they actually wanted to settle with me out of court. And I'm going to share this part of it. And then I was at the next step. And I didn't know what to do 100% all at that time. And I had call call. And he was like, well, Chloe, you know what? I'll help you. Just send me some cookies. You could donate you something to me, Chloe. And I said, well, call. I'm going to try to do both. And... At the time, I didn't have the funds, what I wished to uh, donate to him at that time. And But I did send some bread, and I think I sent some cookies. And I said, well, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and do this myself. And when I did, again, I did messed up a little bit on the situation. And I know a lot of you out there, you might say, well, why should you use call help? Well, I'm going to just say this. Call has been helping me and others for so long, and I'm listening to his calls. And at the time, I didn't have a lot of money. I didn't probably have anything. I was just making it just survive with myself. And when I did get a little something, I would donate something to him, you know, every now and then. And I don't mind saying the amount sometimes it was $45, 40 years. It was far in between because that's all I could do at that time where I would send cookies sometimes. But this yeah, would be I was, all- I was helping a guy out last year um, with the city of Regina. Anyways, they ran away with their toys. <laughs> it was funny. Okay. Anyways. Okay, let me just finish this point. Okay, and sorry. So, yeah, this okay. It's all right. And so, as I said, I, I, you know, I knew I couldn't compensate him what he was actually worth. I felt in my heart. And when he did offer to help me, and I didn't have, I said, no, I'm not going to even call him to help me anymore. I'll just do this whether I win or lose. And, it's, and when I did, you know, got uh, able to do so, I did do better. I'm not going to tell you that amount. <laughs> but anyways, it's every now and then I do uh, when I can because, you know, you know, I'm doing a little bit better. But at the end of the day, I felt he helped so ma- me so many times 
you and Gus and many others, and I didn't have anything to compensate them, you know, donate anything, what they really was truly worth. Okay. And I was saying, no way I'm going to continue to use this man because that's not correct. That is not being an honor. That's not polite. I'm not going to do it. Even though he often said, I said, no, nope, not again. I felt like it enough to donate to. And when I did, I, you know, I gave back. And I still do to this day. You know, even though I'm not having much going on, but he, like I said, he helped me. And that's why I sometimes you hear me on the call, donate to those who uh, help you if you really want to be in honor. It's so, so important, you know, because they're putting their time out there to help us. They don't have to, but they're not required to, but they're doing it. So just like you giving a show, it's just like you're helping uh, some people sometimes. But, you know, I'm not saying we all have it all the time, but when you do, don't forget where you came from. That's all I'm trying to say. So. <laughs> well, no, you, but you reminded me of, of, of Brian and Regina, and I helped them last year. Wait a minute, who's Regina? A man named Brian, he lives in Regina. Anyway, okay, see, never mind, we ain't going to go there. <laughs> but you were just reminding me, like, you know, it's like, like last year I helped him out with some CRA stuff, which was cool, and then the city was after him. They wanted, like, oh, geez, 30 grand plus another 20000 a day over something. So I helped him out with that, and I spent some good time with him. I had the time. I was making the time because it was kind of serious. And, uh, and, um, uh, basically, they just packed up shop and left the poor guy alone, finally. So, you know, he made me a really nice handmade wallet and stuff. It's really cool. Um, I hang it on my wall in my shop because, well, I can't wear such a wallet. It's too fancy. But uh, <laughs> he made my wife a nice little handbag. He's a leather guy. But, uh, you know, so I was helping him out in, in the spring, and he's like, oh, I want to donate to you. You know, and I'm like, Brian, don't worry about it. You know what? If it wasn't for Carl, I wouldn't have nothing to offer you here, all right? Just another loser proposition of, of and I was studying uh, uh, human rights law. Mm-hmm. And up, up here north of the 49th, um, they are law. The two covenants were put into law in 1976. But I would have nothing to offer you for these folks. And, uh, you know, and Carl donation. And so that's what I do. I've I've never asked anything from anybody. If somebody has some coin to send me, if if I'm able to help, then look, just just go on Carl's website and donate. Period. End of story. Just leave it yeah, at that. So that's nice, and that's you know, if that's your wish, yeah, that's good. But only thing I'm saying, don't forget to give back. Who well, that's that, and that's what I'm saying. And that's important. You know, we we deal with root words, right? Well, where's yep. the fruit of of me being home today? Well, it was with Carl's patience, and believe me, I tried his patience. Trust me, him and I have had <laughs> phone calls in the middle of the night <laughs> the last two hours, and, uh, oh, I just get that guy yelling. I mean, I, you know, I I don't know. I, I don't do well on, on uh, public speaking, so, you know, I get on his talk show or on Angela's show, and then I just piss him right off. Uh, saying the wrong thing, which is fine. But you know what? That man has put out the patience, the patience, the patience. I can't believe, I've only helped out a few people, and I know Gus helps out a lot of folks, but I can't believe the patience 
that a man has to have to sit there and help somebody else with this stuff. And and a lot of times the 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 the, the matter woman that that is receiving the help or that receives the help, they're they don't understand. They're just oh, oh now 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 like you remember um, you remember uh, the Guyana woman. Correct. Okay. Well, her daughter was on one of Skype groups the other day. I just happened to go on. I was I'm trying to catch up and and. You know, whatever, whatever I have to offer, give, and she's so lovey's on there, and she's going, yeah. Well, I got a ticket in another state, and I don't want to go to court. Somebody write me a letter, uh, so I don't have to go to court, and I won't lose my license. And I'm like, I'll be and, like, bye, you know, have a nice day. I just because I can't do this for you if you're not putting any time at all in your own situation. How you figure I'm going to do? It? Well, basically, yeah, I kind of said something to that, you know, like, okay, it's nice that you want all this, right? But, uh, you know, you really, you have to put some time into this. And then somebody else come unglued on me and said, how do you know she doesn't want to put time in it? It's like, oh, geez, man, whatever. So later on uh, that night, I went back on Skype, just check in, see what's going on. And she's there and she's saying the same thing. I want somebody to write me a letter so I don't have to go to court and I don't lose my license. I wrote back to her, and I basically said, you know, I can't remember word for word what I said, but I basically said, look, you know, you, you need to put the time in. It, you, 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 you know, it, I don't care if you got the best letter, the best notice, or the best claim. You, you're probably going to have to show up at court no matter what. Yep. And, and you're going to have to stand there. And this is the thing that people don't understand. Like, when you put a notice, a claim, or a letter to somebody, you need to stand on that. And that's why it's so important to choose your words when you write these things. Because not only are you standing on what you wrote, but also that is also your your short game. And I always tell people the long game is the short game. I said, what do you mean? Well, I said, well, you, you, you write letters. You write notices. You make a claim, right? Well, that takes too long, and I want to end this now. And I said, well, that is the short game. You do this, and what you are doing is you are putting together all the exhibits, all the accoutrements of your suit together. You are actually leaving a paper trail for the whole world to see what manner of man or woman that you actually are. So if I show up to court, like even over this mortgage thing I was talking about earlier, didn't get that didn't get recorded. I have letters and notices and bills, and if I do have to go to their court, okay, that's fine. I'll go, and I'll, I'll say I'm going to ask questions. Well, did they did 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 he or she refuse my offer, or did he or she accept my offer, or did he or she make a counter offer? What's going on here? Why am I here? You know, and I have everything. What do you mean offer? Well, here, it's right here. You see, I sent this here long before these courts started. Oh, is this true? I said, well, of course it's true. Even uh, even the guy here, that uh, this Mr. and Mrs. Screwdoff guy woman, uh, is a witness. Well, the people, letters saying they have my letters, <laughs> right? Yeah, be careful you know? this stuff because they think they can, if they don't, Maybe you know what you're doing. I'm sure call 
they don't, and if you tell them the less they can talk, the better. Well, this is why it's so important to get your mannerism proper. I mean, listen, you want to be a man, you want to be a woman, that's fine. But if you're going to stand as a man or a woman, then act like a man or a woman. How can you act? Well, it comes from within, and you have to train yourself. You get put before the fire, and I think I think quote somewhere in a book somewhere that says, you know, something about going through the fire and being refined is fine gold, right? When you've been put through the fire and you stand, and you stand indeed, when you're standing on foundation, uh, on bedrock, nothing is going to move you. And you, I can guarantee you that, that you're going to be laughed at, made fun at, and there's going to be a fire-breathing dragon in a black robe coming hard on you uh, when you go and stand, and if you don't believe who you are and what you're standing on, you are going to crumble, man. You're going to wash away in the sand when the storm comes. But if yep. you believe in your heart and you know who you are, right or wrong, and that was my ha-ha moment. Like you were talking about, so as you were talking there, Aquila, I was, I was thinking about in my uh, things that have been happening over over a course of time. And, you know, that was my big ha-ha moment was when I stood and I believed what I was saying, nobody anymore was making fun of me, and everybody was taking it quite serious. Yeah, and, and there was yeah. a man in a black robe that did breathe fire at me more than once, and I stood there looking at him like, "What's your problem, buddy?" Yeah, and, <laughs> and that and that's all he did. That I mean, and I walked out of that uh, that courthouse. I passed right through there. <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, like you're saying, it's it's all about the words and your your even your emotions. They're watching your is They're watching everything. You're going to be tested. The whole point. We all are tested. I believe pretty much each and every day, one thing or another. But and you have to pass. The main the main most important is to pass it. And the only way you're going to pass, you got to be ready. And sometimes, you you know, and it's not all the time you're going to be 100% ready, but you have to have this knowledge. And it's there. It's just like you might not, you're just walking down the street, minding your business, and let's say an old lady falls, or you see a kid running in the street and the car's coming and he's running out the fall. You're going to react. You're just going to do it. You, now, that's not written. Who taught you how to do that? It's already in you. That's right. So, and when you at the court, and someone, it just, just, and I try to tell people, don't look at it as being a court or you at a court. Just like you're interacting with anyone coming at you. Like they want to say, oh, your music's too loud. Okay, you need to turn your music down. Okay, how would you handle that? Or they are false accusing you of whatever. How would you handle that? That's just someone on the street, somebody coming in, maybe your neighbor or whomever. How would you handle it? It's no different, I feel, than you handle it at the court. Other than you, you in a different setting. But it still falls to down to the same thing. You have to know how to defend you, how to protect you. And who's coming at you? It reminded me of a time about 15 years ago. I, I, had, I had had these issues with with some folks at this company. And uh, so I decided, well, I won't do my business there. But uh, I had some parts shipped there by accident or something. So because they were a drop-off center for UPS. 
So anyways, I go into the place, and I'm like, oh, I have a parcel here. See, you know, I got a ticket. I got a parcel here or whatever. And I'm talking to him, and right away the phone rings from the big guy upstairs, and it's like, what do they want here? What are they doing here? And how are they acting? And and I could yeah I could pretty much hear the guy over the over the phone, uh, and 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 the the employee downstairs is like, well no no they're they're all cool about it. I don't know what's your problem, <laughs> you know, and then, yeah. you know, it was just a mistake. But that's the thing. How were they acting? And and like Carl says, like your paperwork is about ten percent. All right, get it mm-hmm. good, get it tight. But it's about ten percent, and and uh, how you act, and you're going to act where your heart's at. You know, when when the pressure goes on, if somebody puts the pressure on you, your your heart's going to spill out of your mouth, guaranteed, right? And if you're if you're just a whiny sniveling, uh, well, I deserve this and I'm entitled to that, uh, you're going to act like that, and they're going to know you're one of theirs, and you need the benefit of a timeout, just like a child. But uh, when they put the pressure on, you stand, and you're standing, and you're showing them that you stand, and you're not looking at them with hatred, you're not getting mouthy, and you're just standing as a man. Well, you know, you can act that way. That's your business. But this is not the way I choose to act in public, right? I was taught better than that. Amen. <laughs> and so dealing, basic, well, okay. dealing with the court quirk, there's, there's, that's a huge part. Right, like when you at the court, I just want to share. I'm sorry to interrupt a bit. That's okay. Um, it, it's, it's sort of like when we say stand, it's like I'm not going to back down. Exactly. Oh, I'm correct. You know, you know, because this is what we, you know, it's been led to believe, like Santa Claus, Mickey Mouse, or and so basically they're acting like they above you because that's what most of us at one time believed. And it continues to this day. But when I come in there acting as a woman, I'm like, I know I don't have to say those words. I know I'm above you. I'm a woman, and I'm not backing down. You know, you're the public server. I'm not going to come down to you. No, you need to be here with me. You need to uh, I will require you to do something. You cannot require me. Now, you can go over me, step over me, try if you wish, but you're going to be liable. You're going to have to pay the consequences. But at the end of the day, I'm telling you I'm a woman. And it, and Did I'm you know it? Home. You can it, come here and I'll prove it. Who's this? Hey, what's up? Donaldson. Okay, Donaldson. In California, um, the the government code at 11120 states that uh, the, the the people don't yield their sovereignty, do not yield their sovereignty to the agencies which serve them. Uh, so how are you guys doing today? All right, but I'm not sovereign. You know. Good. Hey, Donald. Well, I hear you, but let me. I, it's a little noisy, but that's because I'm in a cafe, you guys. Please bear with me. When I'm talking, I'll, I'll, I'll unmute, but I will mute myself if you guys want me to while I'm not talking. Hey, Donaldson. You're always in a cafe. What's up? <laughs> it's true, because I sleep outside, bro. I have no living room. <laughs> you still homeless? No, I've never been homeless. I only sleep outside. Oh, okay. There's a difference. Okay, sorry about that. One is a victim mentality. The other one is a choice, you know. 
Uh, sometimes even in the victim mentality, that's a choice, you know. But other times, people actually just get hoisted into that position of being uh, without their home, like a like, you know, re refugees, real refugees or homeless, you know, real real displaced people who lose their homes. That's homelessness, you know. Grandmas, children, you know, mothers and mothers and fathers who lose their home and and and, and get displaced, you know. Certainly, that's the real homelessness. But a guy like me who's choosing to sleep outside because he's wanting to save money and not have to pay rent, that's not homeless. I, I can't even, you know what I mean? I would, it would be irresponsible of me to claim that. No, I, I totally understand what you're saying. Uh, I live in an area in the West Kootenays of B.C., and we have many people that live outside here all year round. You still there? Donaldson. Yeah, I am. I did not mute myself. Sorry, I don't know what happened there, but they got muted. Well, that was me. I was trying to get a word in edgewise. Oh, no, I can. I'm sorry. I should have muted myself. I apologize. Thanks for keeping me on. No, no. Hey, um, so, so you said, so, what, was the code, what was the code you brought up? So it was 11120 of the California government code, which basically just gives a general, you know, about, about, statement about the the people right the people of the state right do not yield their sovereignty to the agencies which serve them and and when you think about california and how it comes from all of the decisions say that all of the decisions of the courts of this state rely on the common law of england right it's common law English common law, exactly. That's that's this is what California is under. All the all the rules of decisions of the courts of California are English common law. Unlike New York, which is under uh, Dutch Roman civil law. That um, and what's uh, Louisiana under? Mm, you know what? To be honest with you, I, I I know that it's a it's a different. I think it's also Dutch, but um, I could, it could be, no, it's Napoleonic. Yeah, <laughs> you beat me to it. Okay, but, but what does this have to do with common law as a man? Well, I mean, realistic. Yeah, so, I'll give it to my point if you want. I mean, I'll answer your question. Let, but. let me get a word in here, Donald. Yeah. Uh, and, and I've listened to you before, and I enjoy listening to you talk. But listen, man, um, a state can be under whatever it's under, but the law of the land is common law. Like even, even uh, north of the 49th, uh, if you look at some of the oaths that uh, Elizabeth uh, made when she became Queen of the Commonwealth, Queen of England, Queen of Canada, actually she did. She was the first monarch to, or, or woman or man to be uh, crowned king, Queen of Canada. But anyways, you know, it is to protect the common law and the customs of the people. Now, that's the highest law in all our lands. That's why we're all good cousins here because that's the highest law of our land. A British common law, or English common law, is the mere image. It's a legislative law created by the legal society to mere common law. Hey, this is what basically the people are like. So what we're going to do here is we're going to statutize uh, our version of it that, that we can use in our legal matters. Okay? So every code... Uh, every statute applies to the government, all right? <clears throat> now, also, uh, 
with that said. Will you do me a favor? You know what I did? My, my phone screwed up on me because I pushed speaker and I was trying to catch some of what you said. I missed some of it. Can you start over? Oh, you're pulling that one on me, are you? <laughs> I am. I actually want you to start over just because, I mean. Bottom line is, look, English yeah. common law is, is statute, all right? It's not common law. And a lot of people oh, okay. still get confused over the difference between English common law and common law. Okay. Well, well, okay. I hear what you're saying. You said this just for repeating. I just want to be repetitive here that English common law is based on statutes. Is that right? So English common law is a statute. The Magna Carta actually is the great charter. See, a charter is a piece of paper. It's a two-dimensional item, okay? When oh. when did uh, when yeah, I've heard I have the Magna Carta on my my cell phone. Okay, yeah, but that's the great charter. Uh, it, it, if you understand what a charter is, like when I, if I start a corporation, I create a charter, right? Now, if I break the rules of that charter, the mandate of that charter, uh, that can be taken away from me and somebody else can run that. See, a man is born with rights. We all have rights. And they lord over anything that man created. And that's what mm -hmm. common law is. And the common law basically is you don't murder your neighbors. You don't steal. You don't rob. You know, you don't do wrong to another man. And you don't do wrong. And those, that is the common law. And that's the land we stand on. Every, every state, every province, every district, every county has their statutes of operation, but that's the statutes of operation on how they act. If if they wish to have a public law, they can bring that law into public. But a lot of times, a public law starts off that a person shall not, because they know they can't tell a man what he can and cannot do. So on this highway, a person shall not exceed the speed limit. All right? Yes. I shall not speed. It's a suggestion. It's like for the public safety, because we're all using the public road together, right? That's the whole idea of it. Now, if I've caused no harm to anybody else, then uh, what's with the ticket? Well, you broke, you broke, uh, you know, highway traffic code, such and such. Really? And how does that apply to a man? I was going from point A to point B. I'm not a driver, and that's the same old, same old, same old, right? And there's usually, well, no, there's always footnotes. There's always a public law that backs the code, and the, the code is a codification of the public law, and the codification is interpreted by the man or woman that wrote the codification of the public law to the way they see they should write the code. I didn't write that code. If I broke a public law, like, like when Carl got arrested for going backwards and threw a stop sign, uh, they brought him into court. Well, you know, it's this fine for this and this fine for the second offense. Well, the footnotes were, you know, a person shall not, uh, and, and they're fined such and such unless they didn't harm anybody, unless they did no property damage. You, you see what I'm saying? Um, yeah, and that's, you know, you know what that kind of common law is referred to is uh, maritime law because that law was um, really a, a law more based on fairness and, and restitution. Even though the common law 
of land adoptive principles of you know tradition that had been around for thousands of years before common law even became a a widely held you know under you know formidable legal system in the between the you know the age of about eleven hundred to to around twelve the Edward the first right actually but, uh, oh when the Roman Empire was uh, moved up. But I didn't, I, without getting into a dialogue about the beginning of common law, I just, you know, I just wanted to, to accent what you were saying, right? Oh, well, I'm sure yeah. that we have an educated listening audience. You're still confusing British common law, law, but you're still confusing legislative law with common no, law. Well, I'm not confusing anything. I'm just, I'm commenting on what you're saying, and, and, and I'm saying that this, this common law that you, this fairness principle that you rely on, right, for your common law, which is the law of the land that you would like to assert. That's the, that's, I understand that, you know, the principle of fairness is something that should be common law, but that is really a maritime principle. It really does have to do with restitution. So you, you're telling me that the, that the customs of the people didn't reign on lands long before maritime law came around? Well, I'm thinking that maritime well, I mean, no, that's, I mean, you think about yeah, exactly. this. How long has sailing been around? Exactly. Like, maritime law is maritime law. Admiralty law is admiralty law. These are common laws to those who partake in maritime and admiralty. Right. Okay? Equity law is equity law. That's the common law of equity, right? Now, well, there is a couple of differences. Do I have to enter into equity law because you pulled equity law on me? No, I don't. Unless I volunteer, unless I've gone and and entered into equity law with you, then you have no standing with me, and I have no standing in your equity law. Right. I think what you're talking about is challenging jurisdiction, and it doesn't take common law to be able to challenge jurisdiction. You can challenge jurisdiction in any particular area of law because it, it, there is a federal common law today, and it's known as maritime law. They Congress, everyone will admit Congress has authority or tries to have authority to govern the, you know, interstate commerce, between, especially between states to protect the rights of the citizens. Um, and so, Isn't yeah, that what I mean, there's a, is about? there's a different type of common law. There's a couple types of common law. Which one are you talking about? I'm, I'm talking about the customs of the people, and that goes way, right. way back. That goes back to the beginning of mankind. Again, I think what you're saying is states... Here, here, let's just summarize this. I'm with you guys, okay? I support the common law that is for the state to be able to govern their own affairs without... And, and basically, we should, we should, as the body politic members, or even free inhabitants that don't wish to be a part of the body politic members, we should be free from, right, uh, any type of oversight or regulation regarding our, our trading and our, you know, our, our, our computer or services or whatever like that, you know. What do you uh, mean? And so what do you that's, mean? A, that's, that's common law, you know, if you think about that. Well, of course it's common law. If you and I decide, say you decide, okay, I want to live under Al's tree in his backyard this uh, this winter because uh, he's in the fireplace, and, and we make a trade. I mean, that's common law. Uh, where does the government come into that? What, somebody's going to come on my property and say, hey, uh, you're breaking code violations such and such that you can't have a tent in your backyard in the winter? Right. 
And that, that's exactly that why a clear distinction needs to be made. In my property. Well, it doesn't because, listen, what you're, what, the distinction you're making, you're intelligent. I can tell. You're very intelligent. The distinction that you're making is, is that the common law of your land with your life, right, is, is going to be different from the common law of your neighbor, right? But so, therefore, you have thinking about all of the different common law that is around us. If we claim to be a community and, and want to take advantage of the, you know, um, the legal system or whatnot, we should be able to go in there and say, look, I'm not under any one particular law. And, the, and, you know, under the common law of this land, right, I don't have to be. Not only that, but of, of the common law on the planet. None of us have to be under any particular system of law if we don't want to. I'm just here now. Well, yeah, so, I mean... That's yeah. that's the point. My my neighbor on his property has has his customs on how to operate on his property, and if I enter onto his property, uh, um, then I have to respect the laws of his land. I mean, that's just courteous. I can't come over there and start shooting my gun if he has a no gun policy, right? That's that's his property, and he can take it away from me and kick me off. But us in our community. We have a common law that's unwritten that goes back to the beginning of time. So I'm not sneaking off and stealing your shit. You're not sneaking off and stealing my shit. As good neighbors, all of us are, we watch each other's property for because for, people come from the big cities and they come out here and think we're a bunch of hicks and they do home invasions and stuff. And I've had 19, I've had 19 guys in, in, the, in the local post office parking lot uh, within less than 20 minutes, uh, stopping a home invasion here about 10 years ago. I mean, every neighbor, and we had hippies, hillbillies, rednecks, uh, you name it. And because we were all neighbors, we came together at that time with sticks, guns, whatever everybody had, and we ran these frickin' guys off. And I just happened to come across them by chance one time, walking up to the store with my, my disabled son. And that's our common law, and that's how we dealt with it. And they left and promised never to come back, <laughs> and they didn't, which is great. Well, really, well, what you did really was 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 respond, not react, and you did it to protect your yourself and your community, which did not take a uh, you know um, a provision, a government, you know, some sort of regulation issued out by your representative to do it. I mean, and there's not there is no law that Congress can make that's going to respect the the obligation of you to protect your your family, like whoa, 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 you know whoa, whoa. what I'm saying. Who's representative? I don't have a representative. Uh, okay, so you're not a part of the body politic. Well, no, I, I I realize that I can join in if I if I see a benefit in it, I can join in. But there's no lot of forces. That's fine. Then you can't right. So what I've had here's my experience. One time I had, you know, police, when I was learning just about the law, uh, police officers were, uh, you know, like, uh, I called them because someone pulled a light, knife on me or whatever. And uh, they wanted my name, you know, and I was like, no, I'm not giving my name. I'm just like, you know, injured guy, guy claiming, you know, guy claiming about to be stabbed. You know, can you put me down as that? <laughs> right? And they're like, oh, no, we can't because you want us to help you, right? But you don't want to give us your name. You don't want to cooperate. Right. So, so you know where that comes from? It's because they only work for the for the community at large. They have no duty to protect individual rights, 
And honestly, that's the way the government works. Uh, that's why what you did with your common law, when you fended off your those mean fellows, was completely, I mean, if you think about it, community-wise, it was ordinary. Yeah, it was quite common to us. Because we don't have a cop shop here, and nobody here really wants to phone them. But uh, did you ask the, the cops for help? Um, I actually called them, yeah. I, did. I was the one that called them for help. That's right. I was testing the system still. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, if you ask Yeah, I want to see what they're going to do. You're, well, no, but then you're acting as that person, and uh, you're subordinate to them because you're well, the one right. to them for help. True. So, What's your name? Al. Al? Hold on, Al. Yeah, it's, it's because I don't really like, um, I didn't feel like I had to give my name just to receive help from the police. If someone pulling a knife out on me, I wanted to stick to my gun and say that, no, you know, I know that you came here to help, but what makes me obligated to give a name you know, just for you to follow the perpetrator down, pointing to where they just went. You can't just go down there. You know what I'm saying? Like, why do you have to get my information first? You know what I mean? Like, look, don't worry about that. Just my name is, you know, guy having knife pulled on him. You know, like, you know, like, complaint. No, I, I, real, real complaint. I, I, I completely get that. I mean, that happened to me once. Yeah. I didn't call any cops or nothing. I, I mean, we got we got a pass up here. It's called the Skyway. It's it's a pretty high pass, and uh, I was tripping up there. It was January, and I just had all seasons on, which I shouldn't have. But I, I'm tripping up there in my little F-150 four by four, and there's there's an elderly couple in in a brand new Dodge ahead of me, and the storm was in, and and the snow was settled in, and it snows like hell up here. But next thing I know. This guy, this guy, I don't know, his truck turns sideways and he shoots off and he goes down into a ravine. And and it was everything I could do just to just to come to a stop. The road was so bad without, without putting myself in the ravine. So I, I, I get off to a stop and I look. And you know what? If I hadn't have been there, those, those, those poor folks, they must have been like in their late 70s. Those poor folks were upside down in their truck down this frickin' ravine. And you wouldn't have never saw him, ever, uh, just driving by. So anyways, I climbed down there, and another guy saw me stop, so he stopped, and he seen me running down the ravine, and I kicked out their back window of their truck there, and uh, they had a super cabin. And then uh, I got the old lady out first, brought her up, and then got the old guy out. But here, out of the blue, here comes a cop in a ghost truck. And he comes down, and, and, you know, so he's like, okay, everybody okay and that. And that was all cool. And he looks at me, and uh, and he's like, okay, who are you? What's your name? What's your social insurance number? What's this? What's that? And I'm looking at him. I said, I said, uh, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? I said, uh, if you wish to know my name, it's Al. And, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm heading this way, and uh, that's all you need. What the fuck do you need to know everything else, you know? And uh, anyways, I, I, I was giving him a bit of an attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't understand that what was the Inquisition for, right? I just I just pulled these people out of a ditch. And he said, well, if we have to, you know, if we need a witness and this and that, I said, well, whatever, yeah, it's Al King, you know, Box 159, win the, okay, great. See you later. <laughs> but 
Yeah, no, I understand. Right. Got, but the difference you, is, I did not call right. those guys. Right. Now, that, I mean, yeah, that's a big difference, but it was a totally different circumstance. But in, in reference to what you mentioned, it sounds like you were um, just doing, you know, like the ordinary thing. Like, I, I, as any good person would do that. It doesn't take common law to, to, to act on good intentions, you know? And so, but what I think is I'd like to do is identify the common law that Carl was talking about when he references common law. And the one that you're talking about, is it, the, is it the same common law that Blackstone is referencing, right, in his commentaries, talking about nature's law, right? Well, nature's law, if that's the truth, nature's law is about, you know, kill or be killed, right? That's nature's law. So I don't know if I'm necessarily down for that. I How want some I, sort of civilization. Sorry? How do you know it's kill or be killed? Who says I have to kill, not be killed? Oh, I mean, for human beings, we, we, can, we can accomplish that. But when I think of nature's laws, I'm thinking, I interpret that to mean, well, listen, that's the law of nature. And that means if, if a beast comes up to me and wants to take what's mine, I have the right to slice that beast, and, you know, and, and, and its misery, you know. So, so. No, no, but I'm saying, like, That's the law of nature, you know what I'm saying, because he didn't get me. But if he did get me, then he would have a nice meal, and that would also be common law, the law of nature. And so it's not necessarily different. And not be killed. What if I wish just to to graze you and give you a warning so that you get scared and run away and not have to kill you so I'm not killed? You know, you ever think about that? That's true, too, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I have, we have to resort to... You're telling me that Blackstone wrote the laws, or did Blackstone give his opinion on the laws and how he sees them? I love Blackstone. We're arguing semantics, but I, I don't want to argue semantics. Oh, we're not, really, because, because common law is law common. Okay? And common law as a, as a nation is what's common to that nation. Right, so in our nations, which are are like, uh, which are considered Judeo-Christian nations, which is what we based our, uh, well, that's what English common law is based on, basically. And so, yeah, you can have an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, or you can you can forgive your brother. You know, uh, Good Samaritan law, right? Which is used to be quite active up here. Be just because we live in such wilderness, and, and it's easy to die here if you get caught in the elements. I mean, we don't have cities that you can just jump from one to another. We don't have, you know, unless you're in Ontario, we don't have, you know, where where suburb after suburb after suburb join city to city. I mean, man, I go to work. I got to do. It takes me seven hours to get to work, you know. And, and I go. There's no cell service. There's no cell service where I'm at. You know, I could be walking down the highway and a grizz can come out and eat me, you know. you got to be careful of the cougar and stuff here. You know, the, funda- the fundamental law of the land, I hate to interrupt, is, is there are some cougars out there is what you said, right? I just, I just want to make a mention. I heard what you said. <laughs> okay. But, uh, and I'm looking for a cougar. But um, the common law of the land is the Constitution, right? But in, in the, so in the Tenth Amendment, you, which, what, we, what I see is, is that it's actually 
giving the people, right, or the states the ability to retain any anything that the Constitution does not hand over or the states explicitly hand over to the government to actually do. Now, you know what, I mean, to me, that, that is a common law aspect of the Constitution. I just want to get your thoughts on that. Okay, good, because uh, the Bill of Rights was written by the people for the government to recognize, okay? The Bill of Rights, and uh, and I'd like to know the difference between an amendment and the Bill of Rights, and who wrote which. But anyways, I'm not going to go into that right at the moment. But the Bill of Rights, like, is a, a paper, a document, kind of like the Magna Carta, and it's written there, okay, government, anybody that's going to operate as the body government, you need to recognize this, all right? It's not a document that was written, oh, we're going to give people rights. No, 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 no. It's a document that's written, and here's how the government's going to conduct itself. And the government needs to understand and realize what's going on here. And we can change this government if we're not satisfied. That's what that's what your Constitution's about. That's what all right, not, Constitution's about. But, it, but, but, but in a, California... The Constitution's different and, than it is in Pennsylvania. Oh, right? so you're saying, so somebody wrote a Constitution in California giving everybody rights? Or did the people of California write a Constitution letting the government of California know this is how you're going to act and you need to recognize this about the people? Well, I don't think that the common people really actually, unless it's just me. See, I haven't stepped up to the plate yet to try to assert what I think should be the common law out here. And that's the kind of important, like, mindset we should be try to, you know, go in with, you know, I think for so that way we can uh, kind of accomplish something, you know, like responsible people can step up to the plate. But, I mean, that's that's why, like, right now I'm still learning. I need to, I mean, I'm engaging, like, you know, new, you know, judges who are running for office and talking, asking questions. I'm engaging by, by contacting people that work for the, you know, elected, you know, offices and stuff and even unelected people, you know, but... Um, why, why is that important is because common law, right? It, it, it's important for me to, to, to meet these people and let them know that I understand what the fundamental law of the land is and, and how that has been influenced over, over the years through commercial uh, influences, you know, uh, through, through, through changing tides, you know, in, in, in legal, uh, you know, uh, interpretation, and, and, and theory, plus just changing times in general, you know. Well, are you, so, are you qualified? Are you competent to interpretate legalese? I, what does it take? You tell me, what's the standard to interpret legalese? Well, I don't know. Don't you have to be part of the legal society to be... I believe that I'm competent legalese? because there's... Well, if, you, if there's no one that can point to a standard that says this is competency for understanding what words mean, then there's no standard... That means there's no ability to provide any type of deference to well, anyone. The definition of competent is somebody who is trained, experienced, and needs little uh, uh, supervision to uh, to do a task. That's basically what competent is. Well, now you're talking. You you asked me if I was competent to 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 interpret legalese. Yeah, well, I'm asking. That's a specific thing. Are right? you for so me? So I'm saying. Yeah, I believe that I have the ability to so, discern the word. So, so 
so basically what you're saying is the government wrote the Constitution of California to let everybody know what their rights are. And what I'm saying is, in simple form, is mankind that lives on that land, that parcel within that jurisdiction of, of uh, California, wrote a constitution so the government knew what its limitations were towards mankind there. That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, so I'm not actually disagreeing with you on that. I'm just disagreeing with the first part of it where you said that I'm saying that somehow the, that the, the, the Constitution of California is giving rights to someone. I don't know. I never, I'm sorry, never really sounded never like really, Yeah. You know, cause a lot of I guys, think that our, my, knowledge, my knowledge of what common law is, right, is, is, is that it has a lot to do with the community wherever you're at, right? But there's also this fundamental principle of law of the land. So the common law of this land is the Constitution, right? It's not the common law of Egypt. It's not the Constitution well, no, of the United no, States of America. Don't don't it's confuse the common law the, the the common law of the United States with the common law of the land. I'm saying that the common law of Egypt is not the is not the common law of the United States of America. But what's the common law of the people uh, on the land of Egypt as opposed to the common law of the judicial district of Egypt or the right. or the, the, the corporate okay. politics of Egypt, you know? Well, generally speaking, it's, it's not to a not hurt anyone. It's general. You're talking in general terms. You're not talking specifics because in generalities... I've been sleeping under this bridge, and you know how the bridges have their hollows and they have doorways, and then you can go up into up into the uh, arches and stuff. I've seen them before, yeah. So I I've do that. Been, but... Yeah, I've been in them. And uh, anyways, so say I've been hanging out in this bridge for sleeping there for ten years, and you come along and want to throw your sleeping bag down without asking permission. Well, well, no, it's you know it's common, and everybody knows I sleep here. You don't sleep here. Now you're trespassing. There, that's common law. That is common law. We agree. So that's yeah. why that. But that's not actually. That's now what I'm saying is that that's a generalization of what common law is. Now that's not very technical. It's not even legal at all. It doesn't have anything to do with legal things. It's totally outside of the legal realm. Actually, the, exactly. that's a general common now law. You're getting it. Now you're no, getting I've, it. No, I'm not now I'm getting it. Dude, I've been had this. This information is something that's been with me. You can't give me anything. My God, this is frustrating. I didn't try to. I'm sorry about that, man. Well, I, it's I, just, I, no, problem, no problem. It's just <laughs> with all this legal jargon. It's like, well, when yeah, did, what's wrong with it? When did British common law uh, become common law? They're totally two different things. When the people said okay. That's no. what I think. I think it's when the people say, when the people get together and they become these voters, right? And then that's a body politic. You know, as a group, they represent this, this concept, this fiction, right? It's called a body politic. Now, if yeah. you're not a part of that, then that's fine. I hope you can hold your claim. That's fine. How do you, do you do banking under a state ID? How do you do your banking? Well, you've never heard of private person accounts? Actually, I have heard of private accounts, but not private person. What's that? Uh, okay, up here they have what they call a private person account. Uh, it's it's you see, for the for the banks to have a charter, right? There's a banking act and enactment and so on and so forth. 
and they do have to recognize. Now, they don't like to, and you got to fight like hell. But when I was a kid, when I first opened up a bank account, I went into the bank and I said, hey, I want a bank account. They said, okay, cool, here's a bank account. Sign this card, put your name on it, and sign it. That's how you received a bank account. That's a private bank account. Okay, that's a private person bank account. Uh, when you start giving over social insurance numbers and stuff, that is a corporate bank account. Now I'm acting right. as a legal person within the legal body politic, right? Mm-hmm. The difference. There's a group of guys up here that have uh, gone in and got uh, uh, their private bank accounts. Uh, because right. under for, under the charter for a bank to act here, they have to offer that. Now they don't want to. And the government doesn't want them to, because they have something up here. It's kind of like your uh, Homeland Security thing. But they have something up here. I don't know. What is it called? Finning Cat something. I, I, I can't remember. Caterpillar or something. is like, you know, they want to be able to go into everybody's account. But when <laughs> but not everybody's doing it, and actually it's catching on a little more and more, but it, it is taking effort. It takes a lot of effort to, to get this through. Me, no, I don't have a private person account. But uh, just uh, just as we're talking about bank accounts, um, yeah, there's. Uh, Can I reference something at the same time? Sure. But are you going to shift gears? Because I wanted to keep keep going with that for a second and well, just was, mention that that I was just gears. Lead on to, I was just going to lead on to. I know a few people that have IRS and and CRA problems, and so what they've done is. You know when you get a joint account? You, there's actually two types of joint accounts. There's a joint account and there's an and or account. So there's a, there's a joint account and an and account, sorry. And uh, and on an and account, and account it's, it's, it's like, okay, one person cannot uh, write a check on this account. Uh, the account is on two people and they have to have two signatures. And IRS and CRA can't get into these accounts because there's another man or woman attached to the account. So it's not just a one guy's account. And I know a few people that have done these accounts that have been attacked by the, the, the income tax folks. And those guys are just, oh, man, that, that's such an evil corporation. I think it is. But uh, uh, so I just want to let people know that. There's, there's, yeah, me and my old lady, we have a joint account where either her or I can write a check, but there's the and account, and that means that both parties have to, 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 to sign on the check, and the, and the income tax guys can't get into those accounts because there's somebody else that has nothing to do with the matter attached to that account. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of cool. Mm, interesting. You know, out here they have, if someone else wants to jump in, feel free to cut me off. But out here they have uh, um, these these uh, like public function kind of accounts where it's like a uh, like a public client of the Bank of America. You go to their bank their website and find um, the public client account, and that's what State of California has with Bank of America. So when I come in and sign up with uh, you know with my with my state ID, now I'm in there as the body politic, not as a like you said some private. What, private person? Yeah, sure. Okay, so so yeah, I mean, I think that's that's valuable information. Sure, thank you very much for that. Um, I, I still I have tried many times to go into several different banks 
to open up the account without that under private pretense, pretense. And then just, they always tell me, no, 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 have to have ID, must have ID, can't do it without it, won't do it, peace. If you don't leave, we'll call the cops, you know, that kind of thing. Okay, uh, what they did up here, what the guys did up here was, you see, no, they read the Bank Act. <laughs> okay, <laughs> believe me, that's boring shit. I got a copy in my filing cabinet. But, uh, they, so uh, for these guys, like, I don't know what it's like in California, but I, I do know up here uh, it's it's nationalized, like it's a Canada thing. So uh, uh, what these guys did, when one guy would go into account and they would uh, to open up a private account, and so they would film and record everything, right, with a key fob or whatever, and and then when they were refused, they would go to their superior where they go send a letter to them and then go to their superior and say, look, man, uh, you're breaking your charter. Not only do I believe that uh, I have a right to have an account uh, at this bank because it's a, it's acting in the public, but even the, the, the Bank of Canada Act says that you have to su- be able to supply a private person account. So, And this is how these guys have been dealing with this. And they bring it right to the top in the top caves, and they give the guy their account. But it takes effort. And I noticed a lot of guys on these groups and stuff, like a lot of people don't wish to put their effort in. They wish to talk about stuff. Uh, I don't have a private person account, and maybe one day I will get one if I feel like it. But uh, I've I got, well, I got, jeez, I got my hands full with all kinds of crap, but. Anyways, yeah. They, why don't you read the Bank Act and read the? Federal I've done it. I, I I hear you're you're such a helpful person, you know. And 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 by by providing some great suggestions, you know, I don't take it lightly. I re, I really do um, think that you have you know good intentions. Uh, I've been looking at all kinds of different laws. I'm not necessarily interested in 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 moving too fast or to making any hasty decisions. I, you know, because when you have a broad comprehension of of yourself and where you are, it's kind of hard to make any quick quick moves, and you know, and in a system where where even the the very words on the paper can determine the you know like what contract you have, right? It, then then it's like, well, now we're in a sticky situation, you know. And for my common law. I, I want to be correct, you know. My common law is correctness and less ambiguity. And you know what? I don't see that there's any real problem with um, the um, the system of things necessarily if we could get a common law that works for, from, for the community. But there's an issue that I'm having, and maybe we can address this, and that is simply this, that, that through home rule, which I'm sure you're familiar with, um, and through the the common law grand jury which is backed up by the 10th amendment of the constitution okay because that's the fundamental law of the land article is that it's the 10th the 10th amendment i don't know exactly i'll have to research it okay but if i need to research it i will i don't need it for a case right now we don't need to be specific i'm no, making a point just, just curious what article of the bill of rights was that we, we can get to the point. We can talk about that in a minute, down to the specifics. But there's a general point that I'm trying to make. You okay. feel me? And what that is <laughs> is that you. you know the 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 people have the ability to overturn their government. 
to basically throw it out and institute new government. That has been the common law of this land. Okay? So rather than see that happen, courts who are corrupt, right, will allow a lot of stuff to, to fly by so they can keep their system going. Okay? But there, there, there is a possibility for, for, for common law to become so, per, you know, like pervasive, right, and, and influential, these principles of common law, that it does extend into the body politic into, in a way that we can visualize, you know, an expansion of liberty happening for everybody, you know, due to our, 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 our ability to, like, like, hone in on what real common law, you know, should be or what it is for this community or that community, you know, and then and keeping in line with the, the fundamental principles, you know. Well, I wish to ask you a question, Donaldson. What's up? you please define liberty for me okay sure liberty is uh the the ability to pretty much do anything okay so uh liberty is the amount of it's like um the the liberty that a rubber band will allow you depends on its size right you can stretch a rubber band only so far okay i i i believe that liberty that the definition of liberty is the permission to have leave from uh, from certain uh, duties, obligations, and responsibilities for a time. Say it again. Liberty, I believe, is defined as uh, permission, right, uh, to have leave of mm-hmm. duties, obligations, and responsibilities for a time to a certain matter. It sounds militant. Exactly. It sounds admirable, mm-hmm. doesn't it? <laughs> sure. But under under the common law, right, the, the 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 broad definition that we can apply to that wouldn't have to be so narrowly construed, would it? Well, you can apply whatever you want, but the liberty means what liberty means, and and the man has a right, and right means what right means. Authority means what authority means. You know, we do give we do give these uh, men and women that operate uh, as public servants um, authority uh, because we wish to have things conducted in a certain manner, and 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 this brings us back to codes and stuff, and that's where that's where the line gets crossed. A man can go in private from point A to point B through the public, and uh, if a man is is operating in in uh, in private. Um, you can't just take me out of my private uh, capacity and then force me to act in right. with your damn code. Mm-hmm. And that's common law. A man has a right to be private. He doesn't have to be public if he doesn't right. shoot. That is. And you know what's in, what, you know the way they've tricked us, what I've recently uncovered is that they have, there's a system of maritime law, right, that incorporates a cor- court's that that utilize all these different types of law, right? That can bring they can bring all these different areas of law into their jurisdiction, you know. And so uh, even you know all this equity, right, is 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 something associated with. Um, obviously, it's going to be associated from with maritime because it dates back to like the time of Babylon. You know, 
the ancient shipping laws, you know, uh, Samaria, right, had the first, like, boats that would be out, you know, that they've discovered, you know, uh, dating back to, like, 5,000 years ago or something like that, but um, even further. Okay. The, I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is they, they, that, that even the common law would, would have adopted some of those general fairness principles, fairness principles, you know, and, like, equity. So is it, I mean, isn't it? Isn't it's not too far fetched to think that probate is is an offshoot of some sort of mer, some sort of maritime uh, thing, you know? So well, any, any any feedback there? Well, yeah, okay. I was talking to somebody. Common law is not fair. It's an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. That's what it is. Well, unless unless you choose to forgive somebody. Which, which common law is that? Well, it it could be common to that man. No, not not you, the other guy. I want to know what which common law he was talking about. Well, it could be his common law, the law. Common. Right, it's common. It's common to everybody unless you choose to forgive, forgive and forget. So you com- you don't believe law. in a rule common of law, law has right? Nothing to do with fairness. There's nothing to do. Right, with common fairness. law. It doesn't. So let me ask this caller a question real quick. Uh, this is Donaldson here. Right. Just, right, is, I mean, do, do you believe in fairness? I mean, or are you about? Do you are you a part of the body politic? Do you believe in the rule of law it's or not, the rule of the law? Of the... Okay, right, Donaldson. I wanted to get back to your maritime thing. All right. Okay. And Go ahead. Let's do it. About, you were talking about equity, right? And um, <clears throat> now uh, I was in a recent uh, deal here, uh, a legal situation. And somebody, somebody, uh, oh, geez, sorry, man, I'm just, I'm just lost for the exact point, but somebody was trying to do something about their equity. Oh, I think I was talking to, to Aquila about this, but, uh, somebody was doing something about their equity and, and really the, 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 the guy who was acting as a judge over the matter decided, no, you don't have that equity and da, 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 but, if 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 I have a vested interest in something, I have a claim over something, all right? So you want to take something from me. Say you and I, we go halfers on a boat, and all of a sudden, uh, for some reason, I couldn't, my circumstance changed. I got crippled. Now I'm in a wheelchair. I can't be on the boat, and I haven't been able to, to, to polish and wax my side of the boat or something, and now you want it to foreclose on me with the matter. And... Now, if I go in with equity, I'm giving my my standing to somebody else to decide whether I had equity in the boat or not. But if I stand as a man and I say, look, you know, that's fine, and I wish to give you the boat, but just here, pay me out on my vested interest. I have a vested interest in this boat. And equity and vested interest are two different things, right? One is legal and one is lawful. So I have a vested interest in the boat, and you know what, Eric? I, know, Eric, I mean, sorry, Donaldson. I uh, I know you don't have a lot of money, and I'm willing to give you a deal on my my end of my vested interest that I have a claim on. That's common law. I have a vested interest. You can't say that I didn't put my labor, my time, my money, my efforts into this thing. I do have a vested interest. So I'm not I'm not going to go to an equity court to 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 hold up my vested interest. If if we can't settle in the private and we're forced into into a public arena over this matter, 
I'm going to come in and I'm going to show uh, uh, a jury of our peers. Right. Hey, I have a vested interest, and this guy's just trying to steal it from me on a technicality. And no, here, yeah, you're right. I offered him this, and I offered him that, and and he refused my offer. So who's in honor and who's not in honor here? So so I'll leave it up to my peers, to our judges, which are our peers. Like only man can be your judge because only man can judge man, and you decide, right? That's common law to me. I, if I wish to enter an equity court, I got to give it over to some guy in a black robe that uh, specializes in equity, and he can decide to fuck me. You know, maybe you shot him a bottle of whiskey, a real fun right. bottle of whiskey. And there, there, you know why I mentioned equity was because the. I mean, you're very clever, but the the reason why I mentioned it was because it is about knowing who you are, and if you don't know who you are as a system in this in this system you know what what happens is you get caught up trying to be claiming common law as a man yet your your legal status you've been making mistakes on representing yourself and being who you are really not just representing yourself but being who you are and so uh, the idea is to if you're going to use equity court to get some justice you have to be pretty much subscribed to the body politic because that is you know, if you really think about it, that's the state coming in, acting as in parent parents patrie, right? Yeah. And they're governing everything, so they've got this overall overall jurisdiction uh, authority to make determinations. So that's a good way of actually setting off debt, right? If you really wanted to get some debt resolution, I'm sure I do, but I'm just lazy. I'm studying law. I'm not ready to make a move yet. You know, I'm being lazy on purpose because I I, I just I want to absorb and learn as much as I can until the very last minute. <laughs> well, I was going to ask, uh, did, were you able right. to get in touch with your son? You have a son, don't oh, you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got in contact with all of, uh, yeah, with my son uh, and my two girls. Yeah, actually, it was so cool because um, my, my resolution for 16, 16 was to, to get back into uh, communications. So everything's working out. Yeah, he, oh, uh, he, he just hit me up online, though, I mean, he told me he is. Uh, he's got. He's. He, I guess he has a warrant somewhere. So he's actually running running from the law. So I don't know what. The, I don't even. I think it was like a. I didn't get a chance to really talk to him over the phone. You know, because he hasn't called me. He's afraid to. I'm sure. Right. But because um, last time I spoke to him, I was telling him he could do anything he put his mind to. All I had to do was think about it and, and make a move in that direction, and it would come true for him. That's right. That's right. And, you, don't, you, know, you don't make a move. How, how are doors supposed to open? How are you even supposed to get to a doorway for it to open if you don't move on something, right? And, I, and I'm kind of like you that way. I, uh, I'm, I'm not a quick – I don't jump the gun anymore. I used to when I was younger, but now I, I ponder things, and then I make my move when I wish to. And that's how I do things. And everybody tells me, you got to do it now. you got to do it now. And it's like, well, whatever, man. Um, I'll do it as I see fit. Right. And, and and so that's why, yeah, so I appreciate your patience with me. I know I've been on talk show for like about a year, year or two years, and just kind of like learning and, and with, with everybody. But I've been really learning a lot from these uh, law books and then being able to bounce the ideas off of people like yourself right? Who, and others who come on the line. 
and uh, and and have and a viewpoint that is not the typical one. So, if you don't mind, though, I would like to just read a couple of sentences from um, a book about historical foundations of the common law, and it's basically just a, the beginning, talking about a general view of it. Okay. So uh, it says the starting. It says it happened twice only that the customs of European peoples were worked up into intellectual systems of law and much of the world today is governed by laws derived from the one or the other. The two developments may have passed through similar stages, but separated in time by something like a millennium and a half, right? And the early stages of the Roman development were earlier than surviving evidence. The English development lies almost entirely within the reach of records. See, the reason why I mentioned the Roman and, er, and the earlier stuff was because the Babylonian stuff really is, 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 you know, there's not really a lot of records for the early, early common law. You know, English development was really within reach. That's why it's referenced a lot, you know, when, when they're talking about common law, because there's a lot of records that, that, that reference it. So, continuing, uh, through large, uh, and through large questions are fashionable and large answers suspect, it would be mean to describe it without recognizing that large questions arise. Why these two societies and no others? How does it happen? Right? A series of accidents, of course, not really a human achievement, but s still something was created. But the starting point, they say, is in customs, not the customs of individuals. Right? So the starting point of, of common law, not the custom of individuals, but the customs of courts governing communities. Those courts. So the people. And, and, and it's, it's mankind mm -hmm. that got together that created courts and government. Governments didn't create mankind. We created them, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's what this is saying. Exactly. Well, it, it, it's saying that because if you let it, further, it says that the England essentially, these courts essentially were community meetings, right, right there. Well, and, and one of the reasons, uh, and you're talking about modern common law, and one of the reasons that we came together as as a people uh, in societies, you know, societies that we created, but uh, the, one of the reasons that we came together as a people to, to bring these courts together was because back in the old days, you know, if you, if you, if you, if you cost me, you know, I go down and chop down your tree and then you come and burn down my barn and I go over and annihilate your family. And, uh, that was common at one time. And we decided, you know, there, there's there's a better way to do things, and that is to hold a public court, have a game in a public arena between the two parties. And the only there, there's only uh, the only the only way a man can can be judged is by his equal. So only our peers can judge us. So people from our own neighborhoods would come in as as our judges and the magistrate would organize the arena and and keep everything under control and make sure everybody's looked after so that so that the judges which are our peers our mankind could could judge the situation between the two men that could not work it out in the private and and that's basically modern common law that that was built right <clears throat> Then, I mean, that's actually you're talking about a. Well, actually, that what 
I was referencing right there was the beginning of a system of common law, and it was referencing only just community meetings. Yeah, community meetings in order to remedy situations like, like a community of like what do you call them? Committee of safety or something like that. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, like if 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 there was a village back in the back you know in caveman times and and people who were living together, they would come together and say, hey, you know, uh, we've decided together that you know this is acceptable, this is unacceptable, and this is the way we're going to act here. But right. If there was okay. a guy living in the trees, and you were a guy living in the caves, and we had nothing to do with each other, and and we're totally separate, and I came into your cave and stole your shit, then that was wrong. And you knew it was wrong, and I knew it was wrong when I was taking it, and that is natural, okay? That's common law. Murder is wrong. Right, and you know what's interesting? Let me say something, that you, you brought up a really good point, because it has to do with making a decision in the now. That's a common law. In, instead of saying, instead of basing common law on, you know, uh, years of precedent, right, it would not, in some circumstances, that kind of common law could not necessarily apply. So whether or not judicial precedent is or is not the common law, right, that, that is being referenced, right, may not apply even in a situation where someone was injured. They'd be like, yeah, so what about that precedence? This person actually died, though, right over here. So we got a whole new area of decision because we have a now moment. Well, yeah, well, you're talking about case law, right? Well, I, I, was, I, was, I was talking about case law because, because that is, you know, the, the English system of, of common law is based on judicial precedent, which Let's call is... It it's English common law. Yeah. Exactly. And getting back to when when the Queen took her oath, when Victoria took her oath as Queen, uh, she swore to protect, like, she's like, your president is like, like the Queen over here. She's our number one public servant. And, uh, and so all the oaths for all these characters uh, that act over here, all their oaths are to the Queen. And and to the crown, and the crown has an oath to the queen. Well, they have a contract with the queen. Uh, so anyways, but her number one oath is to protect the common law, to keep the common law and the customs of the people. And the customs of the people rule over common law. So what's common to I in my property is one thing, but if I go into your neighborhood and act the way I act in my, my neighborhood that's common to us, uh, may not be common to you, and I could be violating your laws. I think Carl brought this up one time about, you know, one Indian tribe to another. One Indian tribe, you know, their their kids smoke peyote, and it's common to them. And you take peyote over to another Indian tribe, and you, you're trying to give the kids peyote, and you get hung for it or scalped or skinned, you know. But common law in itself, by nature, is to do no wrong to not harm your your fellow man. And, and this is something else that I've been hearing lately. You know, everybody's going, well, all men are created equal. All men are created equal. All men are equal. Well, yes, every man and every woman is created equal. We have a mother and a father, and there was there was a donation. There was a corp- incorporation of the two, and we're all born, and we all need milk, and we're all basically uh, people, right? And we're all mankind. But uh, right. as we grow, we're not equal. 
cannot survive the way mm-hmm. you survive. Maybe I can learn someday. But you cannot come over here and line bore a 1983 shovelhead uh, crankcase the way I can. So, no, we're not equal. Not everybody is equal, right? And this is where we get into trade and stuff. Well, I'll trade you for, your, for some skills or a tent so I can sleep at night. Uh, in exchange, I'll, uh, I'll line bore your fucking crank for you, you know? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Let me ask you, what's your position on counties? Mainly this call tonight was supposed to be for guys that were oh. trying to get... A lot of people have been shot down trying to get their own claims uh, through our public courthouses. Oh, okay. And uh, uh, nobody really on this call has put a claim in. Uh, um, and what I've noticed, too, is when, when a lot of the folks have issues, uh, you know, they start writing letters and notices and stuff, and a lot of the stuff is just evil, man. Mm-hmm. Like, like, really. Yeah, uh, lots of opinion. I hear you. Yeah, a lot of righteous indignation and and no politeness whatsoever, no courtesy towards their fellow man whatsoever. Have you heard of da- uh, Sir David Andrew? Of course you have, right? Hey, Sir David Andrew, have you heard of him? Sir David Andrew. Yeah, Sir David Andrew. He uh, he does a, he did a couple of shows on Angela's um, um, my private audio show. Have you heard you you know that one? Oh, yeah, I know Andrew. Yeah. So he came on the other night and, 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 and gave... Um... Oh, I talked to him, actually. Oh, did you? That's excellent. Where did she end the show there? Yeah, he's the one that uh, he claims Jeb Bush ran him out of uh, Florida, right? Yeah, I guess that's the truth. Yeah, that's, that's what he claims. Uh, he also claims that there's six ways, six different, um, like... Um, like points of interest that you want to pay attention to when you're doing a filing. Like if if you file wrong, you'll be filing into the wrong court. So people who are getting ignored may be filing into the wrong court. And he was, he gave a a breakdown and uh, he said that common law starts with a declaration. So the first filing has to be a declaration. If you want a common law claim, not an affidavit or anything like that, because that's a civil law thing. Right. Uh, The other thing, go ahead. I, I don't think I've ever met affidavit. Okay, that's funny. That is that is that is uh, for humor's purpose, and it is funny. <laughs> well, hey, uh, hey, I, <laughs> hey yeah. I got a claim, man, against this guy. Or if I say, hey, I got an affidavit against this guy. What? Which one makes sense? Right. Well, it depends yeah. on what court you're in. If you're in Roman civil civil court, right? Then, then the affidavit would would be what you want to start your. Uh, actually, it's petitions that they use to start the filings in civil law. So, if I wish so, to hold my own court, if you wanted to open up a court I wish in to hold civil, my own court of man, court of well, then you would put it right. Declaration is what is the way to go. So, so you so you're saying I can't get a claim filed? Not with a petition. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't even want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you could get a claim started, but it would have to be, if you wanted to, you know what I mean, like solidify it and would be, if it was, if you were trying to get into, let's say Admiralty, you would have to start with a libel, L-I-B-E-L, right? Well, there was, there was, yeah. 
there was uh, there was a guy that did trespass. He robbed me, and uh, uh, there was another guy that uh, that uh, you know started, started extorting me and threatening me. So I to get my claim in, which was refused uh, the first time to get my claim in. I wished wished for assistance from from the building manager to get my claim filed, and I got my claim filed. But I, I didn't do a declaration. I didn't do an affidavit. What I did was I, I claim that there was a wrongdoer and uh, and that uh, mm-hmm. he wouldn't stop it, and I wish for him to stop it and, and for the restoration of, of my property. And so <laughs> I went to somebody... Yeah, it's a beautiful declaration. It sounded like a you declared, you know, you know, what, what was right. Yeah, you made a claim, but that's, I mean, the cl- same thing as saying declaration. I declare this happened. I declare this is the this is my claim. You know. Oh, I I just I just made a claim. I, I didn't know they were the same word. Aren't they spelled different? Sure. No, you can use the word claim because it's a single syllable and it'd be easier to use. So that's. I mean, I, I I'm with you on that. You know. You know. Uh, I'm not trying to trying to take us off track at all. You know, by by saying that it would be uh, appropriate to 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 make a declaration or claim in order to have a common law pleading. Well, uh, it, it was my wish to have this man assist me to make sure that my claim got filed in the proper manner. So that I could hold a proper court of record, court of Queen's Bench, man on man, right? Oh, Queen's Bench. Okay, so you're talking the Queen's, in a sense, the Queen's Court, right? You're still interesting. That's interesting. So it's it's Canada. I forgot. So yeah, is this so? It's based on English common law. No, no, no. Actually, Queen's Bench is as uh, in a short definition. Queen's Bench is. The the queen and the land are one, and the people and the land are one. All right. The queen serves the people at her pleasure, at her leisure, and uh, so queen's bench is is any man or woman on this land that wishes to hold court. And actually, it was basically by a fallen tree on a river bank is is what the original queen's bench was, which means it can be anywhere, anytime, any place. Every man has a right to hold court on this land. And that is to be protected by the queen. Well, I, I didn't even stop there. I went as far as saying, hey, look, uh, uh, due to my circumstance, I may have to, uh, I may have to uh, 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 go through the, 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 court, the public courthouse uh, after normal operating hours, uh, uh, for the legal society and to please uh, inform security that I may show up uh, so that there's no uh, um, oh geez how did I word that so that there's no no confrontation anyway say I, I forget how I actually said it <laughs> just and you know I was just giving them a fair warning that it, you know because of my circumstance I may need to go there because courts open 24 7 365 for everybody and it's not just here; it's down your way too. So, <laughs> no, I, that's neat. I'm going to put some stuff in the chat room, some links to this material from of, of common law that I was reading earlier, because um, we were on that 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 point. But what you're bringing up is that because you're in Canada, and here we are in in, in the lower 
portion, you know, of the same continent, but it's a different country, right? Uh, well, it's actually not a different country. It's really kind of a different portion of the country, but uh, it's the same nationality is different. Different jurisdiction. Yeah. Different nationality, right. Uh, so we're talking international. Now, let me ask you on the common law level, common law claim internationally. See, if, if you're in, in Canada and I'm down here in California, there's got to be some sort of common thread, you know, so that we can we can assert this, you know, globally. And, and I think that that's why the, the United States is such a powerful model, the Constitution, or the amendments at least, uh, you know, for limitation on the government and, and, and allowing the people to establish that, that uh, the authority to revoke their, their governments, um, you know, when they need to. Well, yeah, I mean, a man has the right to 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 revoke uh, uh, anything he created. Well, that's so that's why. Sense. I would, when, well, the, yeah, well, I mean, this is the common law that we have today available to us. If we wanted to make a new one, and then we'd have to set some sort of, um, you know, like obviously it would have to be a lot of people with the same comprehension and there it's getting there people are picking up to this comprehension of what real com you know common law uh is when it comes to um you know like the moment the now moment and dealing with the fact of of the moment and so some people will choose precedent the case law you know and that's why you see police officers everywhere and 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 can fire department always showing up or 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 you know the, the your city ambulance instead of abc ambulance company you know showing up because uh, they want to uh, they want to apply the the what is precedent right or common law of England and make that the the primary theme and the thing that people depend on for the law. That's why, in my opinion, it's crucial. Well, I'm just learning about it and I'm definitely getting more and more involved. But how far I go with it, I don't know. But it, it, it's like for now, it's about communicating with people, connecting with other people, and really talking about the common law and and saying how can we can we really in our states where we're at, like think about international, think about local, and think about national, right? And still preserve, um, you know, this 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 basic, this fundamental um, um, precept, right? Of of I I should be able to, uh, you know, I mean, uh, to uh, defend myself if I have to, you know, what I'm saying that kind of common law right, you know, instead of saying, if I so say I roll up on some cops oh, and they're harassing. And they're harassing somebody, and they got his backpack in the air. And I say, hey, man, do you guys have probable cause for that? Just asking that question, you know, I go to jail for that. But that wasn't, a, that wasn't really a crime. It should be common law, you know, that anyone step up and stop a public offense from happening. Well, but, hey, listen, uh, the legal society will do what the legal society does. That's their nature, right? Now... This is why we have these courts. Now, there again, um, if if you cause harm, you you know you're acting as a as a peace officer, and you cause harm to me because I questioned uh, questioned you at a time that you were doing your what you thought you were doing your job, and maybe you know you 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 saw it as uh, interfering with your job or interfering with your authority, and I saw it just as 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 uh, asking him what the hell you're doing to that poor guy. I mean, this is why we have the courts. Now, 
if you decide to lay your hands on me for questioning your authority at the time or what right you have to kick that guy in the face, um, we'll, we'll deal with it in court. But court is, your, is our last place of defense. That's our last, I mean, we should always be able to work this out in private first, right? That's why we have courts. And and what's happened is because mankind hasn't showed up at the courts and all these legal persons have had, have shown up at the courts, people who represent themselves as a legal person or have had somebody represent them as a legal person, you know, man hasn't showed up courts so long that they forgot that there was a man out there or a woman out there, right? And so that's what my call is about and what I'm going to press on with folks is because those who do believe they do have a right to be left alone and not have their rights interfered with and whenever they try to make a claim they get shot down which is which is quite normal it happens all the time and a lot of the guys are, are running running away complaining about it and 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 just saying oh how how bad the government is and I don't see, and you know, Carl's been on this stuff for a number of years. He's been putting this stuff out. I've seen all kinds of people listening to this guy. I've seen all kinds of people going on, oh, I am mad, I am mad, I am mad. But I, I don't see anybody brainstorming together, working together, say, okay, well, I couldn't get my claim in. Well, let's see your claim. Okay, how did you approach them? Well, here, I took a, a recording of this uh, incident. What do you think? Uh and 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 brainstorming with other folks to say, okay, well, maybe you should try this, and maybe you should try that, and and actually, people put an effort in to get their claim in so that they can hold their own court. And one of the ba- the main reasons that that uh, I believe that uh, a, a man cannot hold court anymore on the land of man is because. Everybody that acts at that court has an oath to the court, and who's ever holding the court, their oath is to that man or woman or person that is holding the court at the time, and nobody wants to give up the jurisdiction to man. You understand what I'm saying? The prosecutor's taking you to court because you've violated uh, California Code 1234. So they got you at court. So you're standing there at court. Now, everybody that acts to the court, even if you hire a lawyer, is sworn an oath to that court. Well, who holds the court? Well, it's the prosecutor, the state. The state holds that court. So they're going to do everything they can to to fight you, to test you, to get you off the ground so that you become the person that this man or woman that acts as prosecutor claims you were. And this is this is why it's so hard. I believe that it's so hard for a man to get his claim in and filed at our public courthouse. That's interesting. I mean, it is it is difficult to get it filed, but I I also think that uh, you know, knowing the different uh, how there's a mishmash of law being applied in the courts, which should see this is the problem. People are waking. Like yeah, talking about right. David the other night, like David's going uh, according to code one two three four, according to this and according to that, and he's doing everything to their own paperwork. David was telling me that I had to do this thing in a certain way with somebody else's paperwork to get myself a, 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 a court case, and I'm like, well, hang on a second, if I use somebody else's 
paperwork, mm-hmm. am I not given my authority over to them? And now am I not given jurisdiction over to somebody else? Yeah, right. No, don't don't do that. No, don't do that and don't use someone else's court paperwork. No way. But when you use and here's what I notice, if I go down and I get a claim, say a civil claim paper form, right? And I want to file a claim. Uh say I go over to the local courthouse. On the last page of the claim forms it says uh, copyright and cannot be uh cannot be used by, you know, uh somebody else for whatever. It's a copyright material. It's private. It's their private courts. I'm not entering into somebody else's private court. I'm not giving over my authority over to the jurisdiction of California uh, to hold my claim against a man who acts as a as a uh, government official or somebody who works for the California. No, 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 no. Bob caused me harm, and it cost me this much money, and I claim that Bob owes me X amount of bucks. And not only do I claim it, I sent him a letter and I sent him the bills and he's ignored me. So this has forced me to hold the claim at court to get my claim in so that him and I can come in the public. Now, right. go, get me 12, go get me 12 jurors, <laughs> right? And there's a big difference between a jury okay. trial and a trial by jury. But you don't need a trial by jury for your civil claim that you're talking about. No, no. What I'm saying is I don't wish to have a civil claim. I wish to have my claim. If well, whatever I, your claim is, you wouldn't need 12 people to determine whether or not you had a claim or not. No, I could have a trial by magistrate. Not even that. You, sure you wouldn't even need you, – you could do anything you wanted to. But what would, what would stop you from, from using the, the full benefit of the commercial remedy? I don't wish to hold a commercial remedy. I didn't write the commercial code. Are you trying to get your damages for your injury? Okay. Donaldson, you cost me a hundred bucks. Pay me my money. So you're trying to get damages. Okay. That's all I'm saying. I just want to know what you're trying to get. You want the damages. Guess what? I need to use somebody else's private civil paperwork to, to, when you do that, when you do that, you go in there as a person, as a legal person under their civil code. I do not mm-hmm. wish to go into their court. I do not wish to represent myself as a legal person. No, no, that's fine. I trust you. I trust I you have, know what you're doing. But I wish to hold court, my court. I wish right. to hold my court, man to man. That's common law. That's common law. Um, and okay, but that's also maritime. Me and caught me this. Here's the bills, and here's my witness to my claim. But what about enforcement? We're talk- you need to enforce that, right? I will have I will have the court enforce it for me. Right, and that's my that's it. Really doesn't how much paperwork we can file and getting our filings in. Sometimes it's all it's good. Sometimes it doesn't work right, from what I gather. But really. What good is filing it and getting it all in there and getting it in the wrong, right court and everything if you can't enforce it, right? So the court's going to have to enforce it. Hang on now, a when it comes to the enforcement Honor, of, of those contracts, is, let me finish this thought okay. if you don't mind, then you feel free to – I your mean, I know honor, this is your call. Up, his but. honor. Your honor is on his honor. The, the reason I, I wish to have my paperwork in is because I don't have a voice because all their stuff – right, is Magna Carta. Okay, all their stuff is chartered. All their stuff is paper. That's what that means. It's paper. All right? 
I'm ma- I'm a man. I'm a three-dimensional being here, and I'm I claim that that other three-dimensional being, and I wish to hold a three-dimensional court. I do not have a voice as a man in a two-dimensional court, in a Magna Carta court, in a in a chartered court, in a private court. Okay, these things were created by paper. I'm not I'm not wishing to go into a, a court that was created by paper. I wish to go into a court of man. And that's three dimensional and that's way higher than two dimensional. Well where's that at? No cannot see a man. You can peek off all you want at court. Nobody's gonna see it or hear it because they can't. They're unable to. I need a court where where it's man on man. Where all everybody is a three dimensional being. That's what I need. You know, the thing about man, it's funny you mentioned man, is that we, we have that such a high intellect, capacity for thinking. And, and we, can, we can create all kinds of different ways to get remedy. Go ahead. Well, no, but this is, I mean, this is, this is very common. I mean, our grandparents and great-grandparents and great-great-grandparents operated this way forever. You know, why, why, when our forefathers... Uh, we're going man on man at court. There was yeah, there was maritime court and equity court and uh, and chancellor court and uh, admiralty court. They were all going on. They were all fighting for kind of jurisdictional power and all this stuff, right? And uh, when we the new world was born, somewhere around the time the new world was born, they said, you know, we had enough. You know, pretty much almost every court that we have is is a bigeral court, which means. The, the man in the black robe wears many hats. You can have uh, a legal proceeding at the same public courthouse as you can have a, um, a common law proceeding. And and man got lazy. Our forefathers got lazy. They didn't teach us. We didn't keep it up. We trusted in, in our creation to handle things for us to the point where it is almost impossible for a man to hold court now at our public courthouse, the ones our grandparents built for us, right? That is there for us first. This is why it's not just it's not just up here in Canada where it's it's it's, it's free to to mankind. It's it's free to use guys down there because we have a right to hold court. That's why we pay taxes. <laughs> right. So you are a member of the body politic. I'm not a member of a body politic. Do I look- <laughs> Politics. Oh, wait a minute. No, listen, buddy. I'm not that. I, I just, I just hear you sounding confused. That's what I'm hearing. No, I'm just trying to defer the difference between uh, administrative court or a private court and and, okay. and the court of man. And the Let me, of- well, there's a big difference. Administrative procedures. There's, there can be three different types of administrative proceedings: quasi-judicial, quasi-legislative, and rulemaking. Now it sounds all quasi to me. I've seen quasi well, photo film one. Well, the reason why I mentioned it is because a lot of these courts that are private are merely quasi-judicial and and in their functions. And so when you know that, right, you can go into these 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 areas with that knowledge, and you can just because they're in there, they may not be held to the same standards, right, as a judicial officer. Right. If you want a magistrate, that's not the same thing as a judicial officer necessarily. That's not that's not a judge, you know. 
<laughs> but um, the the idea would be to go into this, the the court systems from a place of knowledge, you know, to understand a little bit uh, before we go in, right? That's why I'm waiting to go in. I'm not trying to be too hasty. I definitely want to get in there and remedy some things, especially status. That's the, that's the biggest thing. And right now I'm working on capacity, my capacity. I know I'm kind of jumping around from point to point, but the idea is I believe that if, if none of us, we, we shouldn't have to declare or determine our capacity to open up court, right? But if you, that's why if it's a criminal thing and you have witnesses that have observed the crime and you have the damage, you can prove the injury, right? Then, then really you don't need a court system civilly the way that we have it set up today. This whole civil thing is a racket, right? You agree to that. And I think that's why you're like, I don't need to go into that. To that, That's not even, you know, I want to set up court, I will. I don't have civil rights. I don't need yeah. to go enter into somebody else's court. I, but I do have rights. No, no, I didn't. Why do you keep calling it someone else's court? That's not the way it is. I said those were administrative, quasi-judicial administrative proceedings. That does not say it's someone else's court. Man. A civil court is not the court of man. How is it not the court of man when that's a... That, it depends on the type of civil law, but how is it not the court of man? Okay, who wrote the civil law? Man. Right. Do you know that guy? Were you there? Uh, I know he, a lot of men. Do you agree to what he wrote? Do you agree to his terms and conditions? It could work. No. Depending on the circumstances. If let's say if it was a business that was acting as a legal person, right? And uh, in law, they can be, you know, in our civil society, a corporation can be treated as a person and be sued. Well, if no one wants to take accountability because they're right. all just doing their jobs. Well, then you might actually benefit more from first stripping that authority away from that individual who harmed you, and then you come out by suing the corporation. Then you come after the private individual. Well, you can do that. I'm not saying you can't. <laughs> but but, but man, so, if, yeah, if 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 you run a corporation and you cause me harm, and I go to I go to the guy that's in charge of that area of that, that that function of the corporation he does nothing and I go to his superior and now I'm going to you cuz you 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 act as the president you're the CEO of that corporation I'm saying look you know uh, I was caused harm by your actions and he's saying well I didn't do anything well you are responsible for the actions of your subordinates I'm going to hold you liable as a man I I could care less about the corporation you could change your name tomorrow, and then I have nobody to sue because corporation is a fiction. You know, it's just another person. A corporation is a person. But man to man. Now, I'm not going to go in, in into my local courthouse and, and, and file a civil claim against you because I'm giving that. When I file that civil claim, I'm working under somebody else's rules. I don't wish to work under somebody else's rules. I didn't make mm -hmm. those rules. What I wish to do is put my case before a jury of our peers, man, mankind, and say, mm -hmm. hey, listen, this man's action caused me harm. Here's my bills. I got in touch with this guy. He ignored me, laughed at me, such and such. What do you guys think? That right. is for the man. That's what it costs. You need a state court, court then, not a federal court, and not, a, not one of these local municipal courts. Because it's only in state court where you're going to get a common law claim heard that's not admiralty. 
I believe you also have federal courts that are common law courts as well. Mm, actually, there are common law, but they deal in in they deal with federal questions. Because up here, um, up here, the only I believe, and and I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that the only courts that are not that do not have common law jurisdiction are small claims equity. Okay. Maybe family, but I'm not sure about that up here. I know down there, family is not a common law court, but um, but yeah, I, I believe up here it's uh, equity, equity, and uh, small claims are not common law courts here. But all well, the others, this- by Jural and all the others, you have a right to... to, to I want to to for you. Just I don't. I'm who's listening. Law fan is in there in the chat room, but I would like to 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 try and convey to you from you know from me right a, my understanding of, of of and how it's expanded with the definition with you know regards to the definition of common law is that it it doesn't always mean you know the same the same thing. You've said this before. You know, Carl said it. Other people, it won't always mean the the same thing. And so, when you say common law, right? Um, I think it's good to add, a, you know, that a prefix or a suffix to it, right? So you can delineate which one you're talking about, because there are a bunch of different common laws, and everyone's waking up to this knowledge. So it's kind of right now, you know, it's like we have to play the semantics game, and it's it's cool. I mean, I like I like syntax. But don't you think that it's important to to delineate between the creating a term of art, right? So I spell it in one word. There's common law spelled in two words, and there's common law with a hyphen in between. I mean, which is usually means English common law. I mean, but I'm talking court of man, and a man has a right, and we created the. Created the government's protective property of man. This is, I believe this out. you did trespass upon I wish to work it out with you. You refuse to work it out in the private. I'm going to take you to the public courthouse. And you're going to come in and you're going to answer what you wouldn't answer in the private side. Simple as that. That's common law court. I don't need civil courts. I don't need civil rules of procedure. I don't need... Admiralty Court, Maritime Court, Equity Court, Chancery Court, Family Court. I don't need any of these other created courts. I just need you to answer to me in front of our peers in an open public arena uh, to my claim against you. Now, I am saying that you did me wrong. You cost me this much. You caused me harm. Right. I I believe you're talking about small claims court, and it depends on the amount here. Yeah, we do have small claims court, and that is something totally viable. That is a a form of common law out here in California, at least. That's accessible. There, it it is on your common law side, yes. Up here, it's not. Up here, it's equity. But, uh, no. Now, but you said equity, but that was actually... You know, equity is uh, again part of the king's bench, right? 
of the great court, three great courts of common law, King's Bench, Exchequer, and Common Pleas. You're talking about the Court of Common Pleas, equity. Right? And you're doing what everybody does. You're using English common law with common law. Bench. King's Bench is when the king decided. Now, you got to remember, the king serves the people, all right? And the king and the people are one, all right? Because they're both from the land. So King's Bench is when the king decides to hold court. I wish to hold court. Okay, you're going to hold court. What's court about? Here's what the court is about. I have a claim. That's what I'm talking about. And you keep you keep putting legalese into it, and, and there's no legalese in it. Which common you have a, different uh, uh, Okay. But every time you say you have a claim, you, you remind me, right, of federal common law, which is maritime or admiralty. Well, how can – then why don't they just call it admiralty? Well, there is a, there are emergency courts. Federal common law and is it is is <coughs> law common to federal law? Is that what you're saying? Is that what? Admiral, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Well, they can have. I mean, there's many kinds of common law, but I'm talking about the common law of man, like traffic oh. court common law. All right. And traffic court's common to those in traffic court. You know, it's also a court of record. They're recording the, the conversations at court, but it's not a common law record of man. When I say common law, I, I'm, I'm using the term man to man. Okay, everybody here is naked. Everybody here is a man. We are all here as equal. Okay, it's not title to title. There's, so would you re- do you, you rely on affidavits though? Or not, not affidavits, I'm sorry. Your declaration with your paperwork. Well, let's say you had a contract with someone. He screwed you over, right? He's, you know, he owes you money. You got the contract in writing. He's got a signature, right? I mean, isn't that the evidence that you need? And so wouldn't you write him and say, hey, look, private, this is private communication, man. I'm not trying to get this out to everyone, but let's just keep between us. You still owe me that money, right? And I, I mean, just, just, for the, just for record's sake, I'm going to, you know, have a third party you know, send it to you so that way we can make sure that I have a witness that I that I tried to get this money and solve this situation before I have to go and put a lien on your butt. Well, that that well, I don't know how I'm going to say that, but, uh, but yeah, of course I'm going to write the guy. Be a man to man. Hey, look, you owe me coin. Now pay up. I need my coin. You know. Now that that might work on the private side. You know, it would. I, I think it would be very beneficial, actually, too, to do if you were being held hostage against your will on the civil side to make a common law claim like well, that. I don't know about civil stuff, but what I do know is later on, if if we are forced, if I have no other choice but to 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 bring your ass to to a public arena over this matter, uh, that will be one of my exhibits. And, and this is what I try to explain to people when you're when you're writing your letters and and um, and doing your notices. I mean, it's important to conduct yourself in a proper manner. So because later on, you're you're what you're doing is building your own case. And even if you're not going to hold your own case, and say, you know, you're at their court, and you say, well, hang on a second, I I sent this guy a letter, you know, and and he handed up. Now, who's going to answer this? Is is John going to answer this or not? And you can you can still stand as a man 
even at their courts, without entering into that jurisdiction. You can flip that court, even though they're holding a court, and you're standing at the court, you can damn well flip that court as you stand as a man with your rights. And nobody, nobody has a right to interfere with your rights. You cannot force me to be a civil litigant. You cannot force me to be a defendant. Oh, hang on a second. I was invited here. I got a, I got a summons. I was invited here. Now, what do you guys want? Wow, you're this and you're that. Well, who the hell are you talking about? Oh, you're talking about that guy, John? Oh, yeah, no, I sent him a letter over this. Here, check this out. You know? Oh, did it? And that doesn't mean that I'm giving them jurisdiction. If I start making statements and answering their questions, I'm giving them jurisdiction. But if I'm asking questions and saying, well, hang on a second, did, 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 did the court not see my notice? And that's how I love to answer a court. That's a, when they call my name up at court, that's, that's my number one favorite way to answer. Well, did the court not get receive my notice? <laughs> I didn't answer to the name. I didn't play any name games. I didn't do any of that shit. Well, did the court not receive my notice? And they're all going, and I know they all did, but they're going, oh, no, 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 they didn't receive a notice. I said, oh, oh, geez. Well, well, hang on a second here. Maybe I have a copy. <laughs> you know, I got five copies. And then my notice gets read on the record. And can, quick question. Did you have third, uh, a friend of yours uh, or anyone else send those notices for you, or did you send them out on your own? No, I sent them out on my own. You know, I, I okay. do registered mail or, or uh, have somebody uh, deliver it mm-hmm. for me. Well, just uh, I've heard, and it sounds completely logical, that third-party service is the way to go when you want evidence of service, proof of service, you know? Yeah, no, that's what I and, say. I go registered or, or have somebody... Well, not even, that's not good enough. Registered and, and, and you just, that's just not good enough. You have to have a third party, not just the registered mail, not just the U.S. mail, serve it, in, especially if you're trying to get a claim and utilize the courts and get their assistance. You know, you know what I'm saying? Because you're going to have to have witnesses and and show that you've done some. See, even with our judicial system and in, of common law, right? Uh, you still have to have some process. There's still not. That's why I said that it, that administ- administrative proceedings were quasi judicial, right? There's so so because there's actually judicial administrative proceedings that are not quasi judicial. What really? Oh, yeah. That means. Administrative okay. process has always been a part of yes. it. You have to do your process, right? I send you a registered letter, and you claim you didn't get it. I say, oh, geez, sorry. Well, here it is. Now what are you going to do? Here, read it. Oh. Right, when they have that bailiff serve it to you, or whoever it is, hey, bailiff, could you hand that to him there, please? Yeah, sure. Then you had been served, you know, so there you go. Sure, it can be all kinds of people, but what I'm saying is, you know, serving... So having 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 somebody else serve like having a server serve for you is great fun because it makes them sweat, right? But I don't always use a server. You know, it depends. It depends on the situation. It depends where I'm at, right? But I can prove the service when you signed for the damn thing. You were dumb enough to sign for it. Well, obviously. You got it. Get, getting back to your your point of the call, though, right, was was to find out why people's stuff is not getting accepted and, you know, their filings are getting turned away. And I had mentioned capacity. Do you want to address the issue of, of like, um, 
well, no, you know, like, like what I was talking about was the blockade of a man getting his claim filed. That's 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 what I was talking about. And up here, if you have proof of service, actually, even down there, I mean, if if it's on the legal side, all they have to do is have somebody write an affidavit and say they served you, and that's proof of service. That's how they can deem you served, right? When you weren't. Okay, it's a trickery. But up up here. If uh, if if I sent you a registered letter and you signed for it, I have proof of service. You went and signed for it. There you go, proof of service. Easy. But you're you're right. Uh, having a third party, or say an officer, a man or a woman who acts as officer of a court, which is what a server is, um, uh, serve somebody is ultimate service. Absolutely. And then um, coming into there when you're trying to do your Give it to the clerk, and she's not going to accept your paperwork. That that's the main issue you wanted to deal with, right? And well, so, and so, people have been having thought, trouble go ahead. getting their claim in because, um, because as soon as you as soon as you fill out a civil uh, a claim, a civil claim, right? Uh, what it is is they own that. So when you fill out that civil claim and you hand it over to the clerk, it now belongs to them. It's their property. You voluntarily. What your stuff okay. And all of a sudden they decide that they own it and they can do what they wish with it. And then all of a sudden the attorney general uh, uh, can can hold court and uh, in your absence behind your back and say, well, well you know that's uh, you know that's frivolous, right? And uh, this is this is what happens to a lot of folks. So I've I've helped a couple of guys that have got their claims in. Uh, get control over their claims, and so what I was hoping to do tonight was was get get some folks that have got their claims in and or have tried to get their claims in and sit there and brainstorm with them. Okay, how can we get the claim in? What have we tried? What's failed? What have we tried? What has succeeded? How can we work together to get a claim in? And that that's basically what my call was about. But uh, it really hasn't uh, worked out because nobody's besides people and nobody's uh, really okay. No one's on on the topic, right? Because well, you know what, it, it, you just have to uh, you know have patience, and I think you're going to find that there's a lot more interest there than you thought. Um, but like for example, I'm going to put a link right now for a remedies. This is a uh, it's basically it's something that I reformatted from the law library. Um, a little section on remedies uh, from from I have to go actually I don't remember the actual uh, the site so I'm going to omit that but it's got everything for tort it's got a lot of the restitution damages uh, it's got um, I'm talking especially with, with reference to the equitable lien right it's got injunction relief in tort you know it's got uh, property right let's see hold on um, yeah, quite quite a quite a bit of uh, of, of stuff here dealing with uh, the application of remedies to specific torts, misappropriation of money, stuff like that. Um, you know, um, injuries to real property. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, so I'll put that in 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 there. You know, I mean, because injuries and, and and when you're dealing with common law, I mean, they're so vast. You know that that there's a lot of of different uh, different remedies available. So let me just uh, copy that and put that in there. Remedy is something that you do if somebody's sick. 
Help us out. Well, isn't a remedy like uh, something to help somebody get over a sickness? Like, how do I? Well, like, if 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 if, if look, if if I require compensation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to mute myself out here. Go ahead. What I'm saying is, remedy it sounds like a, a, a medical matter, and I'm I'm really not a doctor. I, I seek compensation for said wrong. For said right, absolutely. That's a great thing to, to, I mean, and that's exactly what remedy is about. Is it's about getting consideration for the injury or for the wrong. That's that's what remedy is all about. Um, and that's why I just put the link in the chat room. So if you have your window open, you could just go there and and save all that because I did put a lot of work into uh, reformatting the material. Uh, you know, uh, I, I guess the reason why I'm so hyped right now on this capacity issue, right, is because it's being used on a lot of people that they don't have capacity to, you know, uh, quote law, they never went to law school, this and that, blah, 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 right? I mean, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with it? I know I kind of have an idea of how I would deal with it, which is, which is basically doing an initial filing, right, with, that is it consists of a proof of claim, right? This is my my idea. Proof of it also comes from Brett Jones. He actually gave me the idea. But me to proof a proof of claim that I have not uh, reached the the age of majority, or that I am not somehow um, you know co- able to handle all my legal affairs. And if there's no evidence of that, there's no proof of claim of that. If I have a claim. And I have exhibits to prove my claim. Where does all this legal shit come in? Well, it comes in when you're when you're dealing with citizenship. I'm not dealing with citizenship. Why should I have? Well, you might you might be. What if I was an illegal immigrant in California, and you caused me harm, and I went down to court and made a claim against you and took you to court? No, I'm not dealing with citizenship. I'm I'm just a man. Yeah, I was walking down the street and Donaldson fucking kicked me in the knee and it cost me a hundred bucks at the doctor's and I couldn't do my slave labor for two days, which cost me another hundred bucks. He owes me two hundred bucks. What does that have to do with uh, citizenship? And because well, I, I'm not uh, from California because I, I didn't grow up on that land that I had no right to go from point A to point B without being harmed by you. <laughs> that's we're not arguing that here. That's that's a whole other point. Well, no, you're, 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 you see, you got you, you bring up you're you got a lot of legalese stuff, and you're studying a lot of legalese stuff, and that's great. But I'm not about legalese. I'm just about man to man. Okay. Yeah. And how does that work? Idea, I will. How's that working? How does it work for you, though? My question, because I got no ID and I got no bank account, and I'd like to do the same thing you're doing. Well, it worked well for me. I mean, I've stood a court and I put claims, and this is why this is why I did this call. Because I see a lot of people that are they, they're stuck. They're they're taking like you know I love reading Blackstone's. I enjoy it actually, and but you know that's Blackstone's opinion. That's not my opinion. Just because Blackstone had an opinion about something doesn't make it law, right? 
if if I wish to enter into a, a certain jurisdiction and they have a law over that jurisdiction, that's fine. But I don't wish to enter into that jurisdiction. That's the whole point. I wish to be a man. I wish to operate as a man. I wish to operate as a man should towards his fellow man. Now, another man trespass upon me, and I seek compensation for my loss. I have loss. He harmed me, and it caused me loss. He injured my property. You know, you smashed my car window out because you didn't agree with me, and it cost me 400 bucks. I'm taking you to the court of man. We have these courts. The courts know we have these courts, and the courts are doing everything to keep man out of the courts. They want civil, 14th Amendment, civil servants, civil people. <laughs> they want you to use their paperwork because that gives them jurisdiction. I do not wish to give another man jurisdiction. What I do wish, though, is to take you to court, man to man, and have 12 of our peers uh, judge us, our equals. I do not wish to have somebody below me become my uh, proprietor, to become my lord, become my... Okay, I just figured out what you were talking about. You're talking about the, it's a, it, declaring the law of the case, because in, in, in it, it's a legalese thing, you know, of course, but you don't wish, in other words, when you file your claim or whatever with whatever court, you're not trying to give up jurisdiction to, to, to anybody, right? So, so, so what you need to do in your paperwork, right, is make sure that you set out the law that, that the agreement between the parties was under. Whatever you, whatever you guys agreed to as the law, you make sure that is in your paperwork, and then you just hold that as your claim. You could even say that it was the law of the state of whatever the fuck you wanted it to be, whatever you, wherever you were from, right? And it would still apply. Well, your contract I, I, would still apply. I, actually, what I can say, Donaldson, is, is not only do I believe, but even the state of California uh, uh, maintains this position. You know, exactly. not only yeah. do I believe it's wrong for Donaldson to extort me, uh, even, the, even the state of California maintains the same position, even the legal. There you, there you go. Do you think it's any harm in having that information it, it, it just as a reference point in your pleading or in your writing? Say you wanted to write the judge on the private side, right, just so you let him know, hey, look, yeah, I'm going to use the court here. I'm going to use the courtroom, okay? I got a claim against yada yada over here. And guess what, judge? You're... the you know what? Even the, the state laws support my claim here, okay? But you know what? I'm not. What's that? That's what we do all the time. Not only is my belief that this is wrong, but even even the, even the state uh, under code such and such uh, maintains the same position. See, they always maintain a position because they're mm -hmm. they're statutory in nature, and I'm fluid in nature. And I do not wish to become a statue. I do not wish to be be rigid in nature. I wish to stay fluid in nature, which is why I need to hold the court of man. And so we have the court of man on both of our lands, or I guess it's the same land, but we have you have the court of man down there, and inherently, and so do I. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's getting the clerks 
recognize that a man has the right to hold court, and we do have a right to hold court. Okay, but my question is, 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 couldn't you, couldn't you get a remedy as a man, you know, um, you know, in any, any, any way that you seem fit, any way that you deem necessary? Well, I mean, within common sense. Come on, I mean, I'm not. I can't claim anything that I'm not owed. That's not due. That's not what I was referencing. I'm referencing the 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 method for 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 you know getting your remedy, getting your, you know, you don't have to. If you saw that Admiralty, just in a fictional sense, right? If you saw that Admiralty Court was. <clears throat> was where you were going to, as a man, be able to get your remedy because you had specific knowledge of something or whatever. Wouldn't you just go there so you could be remedy? You can get your remedy regardless, regardless of how, uh, you know, whether it was created by man or by, 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 by government, you know? Well, well, the only problem with that is, um, it's not my wish to give, uh, to give my jurisdiction up. I, I, I don't wish to give over I don't know this guy that's running the Admiralty Court. I didn't write the rules of the court. I didn't write the codes. I I don't know these people. Uh, why should I have to give up my right uh, okay. to hold my court and to have my rules of my court uh, uh, over to somebody else? Uh, maybe, okay, but what? Well, well, you know uh, what? If I believe it's a benefit what? to go to Admiralty Court, why not? You know, sure. If I believe it's a benefit, sure. Why not? That's why we have freedom of choice. You know, at this time, I choose. I, I, I believe it's a benefit to be uh, uh, part of the corporate body politic to vote. Uh, well, you know what? Today, I don't believe that's a benefit. I believe it causes me harm, so I, I don't wish to participate. And this is where a lot of guys have trouble. You know, when they're insuring their cars and they're talking about insurances and licenses. Yes, I possess a license, a provincial license. But it's not my license. It belongs to the province. Yeah, I, at the time I, I, I did uh, apply or beg for that license. I believed it was a benefit. Uh, but at this time, I do not wish to use or operate under said license. So at this time, I'm just going to be a man and then go from point A to point B. If I want to get a job for Explosives Limited and, and they need a, a person under the province to drive for them. Okay, well, yeah, here, here's my license. Yeah, no, I, I'm qualified. It's good not to come in under the state. Okay, when you're when you're doing a claim, it's just in 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 you know forethought or you know afterthought because you know that that the, the state is 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 has a duty to to you know it's not you right obviously and it's a relationship with the federal government right so on some level right they're going to be doing some commercial remedy right there if you have a everything that's why everything is turned into commercial right so you know definitely not state court right and and relying on those on on all of those particulars in your claim right in your writing but if if let's just say the judge just absolutely or you know someone just absolutely must have state law you know or one particular piece of of code added to they have to apply it to your claim i mean how do you deal with that well what right do they have to interfere with hey, claim? well because you're in the, the you're in a court of the laws of the state no i'm not 
No, I, I'm in the Al King court. Uh, I don't wish to be in a court. You know, thank you for the lovely offer as the uh, as a title of defendant, but I do not wish to uh, to, to partake in that at this time. Uh, I believe it will cause harm to I. Are you telling me that that because the state takes me to court, I have to be a defendant? No, no, thank you. No. Now, if there's a man or woman here, if there's one of my equals here that claims I do wrong, I will answer to that claim. You damn right, so I will. I'll stand up and answer to that claim. And not only will I do that, I'll beg for forgiveness, and I will compensate my fellow man for any harm, loss, or injury that I incurred or I accrued to their to them. But are you saying that you know? Okay, if the state wants to take me to court, bring bring one one person out of the public that says I caused him harm, loss, or injury, and I will compensate. And they better have a third party impartial witness. Okay, he says she says. Okay, where's your third party impartial witness? Right. See, but so so in common law, your common law wouldn't need that, right? you need an impartial third-party witness. And that could be a piece of paper. That could be the contract that you and I signed. Well, no, here, look. Here's the contract we signed. Okay, so you're talking contracts. Now that, again, that brings... Man-to-man. It it can, you know, you can have a contract together or I could uh, rob you of your property and and, uh, there's, you know, if you have a third-party impartial witness, you can prove it. If you don't, you're beat. Right. So I think it's all about being a belligerent claimant. If you're ever in a defendant's position. <laughs> so yeah, why, do you sure. a, why do you feel a need to label, you know? <laughs> well, I like the term. That's why I said it. Because okay. if you if you really think about it, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, so what? You know, like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm living here and I have a resident, you know, I have a house right here and my abode or whatever. I, I Just the, that, that it's, I'm not doing admiralty. I'm not... Yeah, I have a contract, right? But and, and I know that this court here would like to impress thousands of years of tradition of, of, of commerce and trade onto my situation, but that is just not the common law of this of this case. And then that's what I mean by belligerent claimants. You see? So you're saying I have no evidence. I'm saying you have the right to make a to to say you don't want to apply thousands of years of maritime tradition to your contract. When they try to say, "Hey, it's a contract," and then right, you guys have contract here. Let's say you're trying to seek remedy. You want to go to a public court because you didn't get it handled in the private. Well, I'm not interested in seeking remedy unless I'm going to a doctor. So let's say you let's say can you not play this the game with? So let's let's just don't do it. Talk to me in caveman language so I can understand what the hell you're saying. You know, you did me wrong. Okay. You want to fix your you want to fix the wrong by going to the court of man, right? Which is the building that was made by man that houses all those other branches of of law and courts. Yeah, okay. You want to open up your court, right? That's fine. Do it. <laughs> Go do it. That's, okay. That's cool. But just because, just because at our public courthouse, uh, they <laughs> multi-jurisdictional doesn't mean I have to partake in those jurisdiction. 
And the court clerk no. should not be able to <laughs> I know. force or coerce or trick uh, uh, a, a man or a woman into partaking into some kind of jurisdiction, mm-hmm. foreign jurisdiction. That is that is not correct, right? There is a jurisdiction. It's called man on man. It's called common law. It's called common sense. Listen, you stole my shit. Buddy over there saw you stole my shit. I have a witness that you stole my shit. I don't need to enter into some kind of admiralty, maritime, equity, civil procedure to 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 take you to court. All I need to do is say, hey, I claim that Donaldson did trespass upon I by way of theft. Uh, see Exhibit A. I require my shit back. The exhibit B. There. There's my case. Why does that have to come into all kinds of weird legal stuff? The jury's going to look at that. Well, did you steal his shit? Well, but he says you stole his shit. Did you steal his shit? Well, yeah, I kind of stole his shit. We'll give it back. There. Done. I right. Hey, when, uh, when Maurice... Maurice went to to court with a friend of his, uh, and and so okay, this guy had bunted another guy. They had there was a confrontation. This guy uh, was aggravating him, <laughs> and, and I think the guy was going out of his way to aggravate him. But so this one man had bunted another man on his property, and of course he's charged. So he goes to court and everything else. He never pled uh, into the case. And and the man that he headbunted never showed up for the case. But you know, you know how the lawyers are at the attorney general and everybody else, the crown, whatever you want to call. Them. Yeah, they just went with their case. Yeah, this guy, and we got this guy's statement, and da da da, and he did it, and the jury found him guilty. And that was a that was a jury trial, not a trial by jury. It was all legal court. So sentencing day, Maurice goes into court with his, with his friend. And the judge looks at him and he says, who are you? And he says, I'm a man, and I'm here to aid and assist my fellow man. So the judge looks at him and he says, no, you're not. And and so Maurice looks at this guy and he says, uh, point of order, uh, no, I'm not a man, or no, I'm not here to aid and assist my fellow man. Now, even though this guy was found guilty, uh, they flipped that court to the common law side. And 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 Maurice politely told him, "Well, this man has made no plea, and no man has showed up to testify that this man did wrong." So, anyways, uh, uh, this the uh, the magistrate or judge or whatever you want to call him, he was just you know he was livid, and he did a court recess, and he went and researched the documents, and it cost this guy, I don't know, about three hundred bucks or so, to to fix his broken nose. <laughs> so the judge does come out. And this is Maurice flipping the court. And the judge comes out and says, look, he says, yes, da-da-da, listen, are you willing to compensate this man for his loss? And, and, and the other man says, yes, of course I am. You know, I had a bad day. I'm sorry, I made a mistake. And so no criminal charges on the guy, no time in jail, because it was the common law side of the court. So he paid the other guy his 300 bucks. That's common law. That's court of man. 
and we all have a right to hold that style of court. All these legal styles of court you've been going on about all night, yes, I know they exist, yes, I know they're common law within their jurisdictions, yes, I know they're all court of records within their jurisdictions, but that is not the court of man. And we live on a common law land, and we have a right to face our accuser, and we have a right to settle, okay, at least try and settle, you know, to try and work out a settlement and to make things right to compensate our fellow man and and what's going on here is when we we show up at court and there's a number of us that do to try to put our or go in with our claim to get our claim filed the the um the court clerks are a lot like you they know about a lot about legal stuff but they don't understand uh a man's claim and they don't understand a man's right to hold his own court. So that's what we're trying to do is re-educate these clerks by holding our own courts. Get the, let's get our let's get our courts back. Let's let's start using our courts. We haven't used them for three generations, but they're still there. And before we lose them, let's learn how to use them. So let's get into the let's use it. And you can't do it by being belligerent. You can't do it by being legal. You need to do it by being courteous and 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 respecting the man or woman that's on the other side of that counter. If things don't work out the first time, then what you need to do is brainstorm with some friends and try again and work on it until you overcome the hurdle that they put in front of you, which is why I wish to hold that call tonight. But I don't know too many people that have put claims in. I, I know a few. I have, and, and I know some others that have. I'm not into the legal aspect of things. You want to talk legal? Well, Gus, he knows all about codes and all kinds of stuff. You know, you know what would be really cool is if, is if, I mean, you could just, like, you know, hold up a, a, a magic, you know, like, globe, and I could just... You just show me, hey, look, see, this is the difference between my legal that I'm talking about and, and uh, or the legal that I'm talking about and then this lawful thing called man's court over here. This is the big difference, you know. And, and to be honest with you, um, it's, it comes down to you going in there and making the claim, right? That's really what I hear you saying. Yes. But when I, so when I say belligerent claimant, I don't really mean go in there with flailing arms, you know, and, and, and swords. What I'm saying is, you know, in the same way that lawyers use the word argument, he made a good argument. It wasn't really arguing per se, like, here we are, we're going to have an argument, right? No, it's just well, you the term. Well, you and I have been all night. No, we have been, we've been discussing things. This, and we've been throwing some very good arguments out there. Can you, can you define argue? Yeah, I can. And I will. It's going back, like you and I are going back and forth. No, right? but it's not to bring we, delight. This is the argument. It's delightful, actually. Yes, exactly. It's to, it's to bring to the surface, to bring to light. This is, so, this is why we wish to argue, so that we can bring things to light. Right. So when I say belligerent, it has the same connotation. It's not a negative thing. You, you, you somehow converted just, my use of the word into a negative thing. But there's a difference to, to me, like, okay, I'm a man with a claim, and you're a claimant. 
I, I don't wish to be an adjective, okay? I'm a man, and I have a claim. And I, but that doesn't make me a claimant. I'm not a claimant. I'm a man. But I have a claim. And I have a claim that I wish to push through. There's, there's a difference. I know, and it's a general, it's a general difference. But we all know that you're a man, and you probably need to scratch your back right now, like I do. <laughs> but that doesn't mean you're not a claimant if you have a claim. Exactly. That doesn't mean you're not a claimant if you have a claim and you make the claim in writing in one of the courts. They can call you whatever they want. It doesn't matter. You're you're still there making your claim. Okay, so don't don't argue with those little little you know tantalizing pieces of trivial. How many times have you been to court, Donald? Plenty. Okay. Plenty. I, I grew up in foster homes. So These guys are word nerds. And what you call general, they call specific. It, the law, good law, is expressed, not interpreted. And these guys know that. And so when if 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 a guy walks into court and he talks in general terms, they're going to walk all over you. They're going to twist and they're going to turn. And you and because you're Mr. General, you're going to agree to the shit that they just laid on you and give them permission to hang you. And, and and the the English language is a very good exact language, and it's important to understand what you are saying, and it's important to pick your words carefully. No, not a claimant. Oh, hang on a second here, man. You know, did you just give me a new name? You know, no, I'm a man, and I have a claim. Okay, I possess a claim. Just because I possess a claim. Doesn't be a claimant. Is that, oh, let me ask you this: Is the reason why plaintiff to me? Okay, is, is the reason why you don't want to be a claimant? Me too, right? You're saying no one should really. You're a man. You're not a claimant. You're a friggin' man. But is the reason why we hold that claim, that argument, that position? Is it because somewhere there's a piece of legislation that says no claimant shall, right? So you're trying to steer clear of the word claimant. No, no, I just don't wish to have uh, to, to put an adjective on on who I am. Like, is man an adjective? I would claim it an adjective. No, claimant is not an adjective. Claimant sure. is a fact. That's a noun. Really? Well, yes, okay. really. It's a noun and a- claim a noun. I guess I'm a claim. Or I guess I'm a man, not a claimant. Well, I you can be. Have a Mister or Mrs. Claimant. You're a claimant man. You're a claimant man. A claimant woman would be someone who is a woman who was making a claim. I'm a man that possesses a license. I'm a man that possesses uh, a title. I'm a man that possesses a claim. That doesn't make me a fucking claimant or a driver. I'm just a man. Well, what's the burden, though? Tell me the burden of being a claimant, and then we'll just drop that subject and move on. Okay. Uh, Because that might put me into your jurisdiction. And I do not wish to be under your jurisdiction. I'm a self-governing. I self-govern, and I wish to be so, in my jurisdiction. So couldn't you just say then in your writing, hey, look, I'll be a claimant as long as I'm staying in my jurisdiction as a man. I don't want, I'm not, I don't consent to civil just, jurisdiction here or any of that. I can be a claimant, though. 
If that's what you want me to be, as long as we're not transferring, moving jurisdictions. You can do that if you wish and see how it works for you, but why no. can a man not hold his own court? Does a man not have a right to hold court? I'm not, yeah, I'm not debating that, though. The real the real debate, well, I, I agree with you, yeah, we have that right. But, court, do I not get to define my court? Sure, in your writings, so that way it's not a waste of time, you know, for everyone. My court, I created it. Sure. Right, and my claim better be true. It better not be false, or everything that I'm going after you for is is going to be fall on me if it is false. Well, another thing to remember too, my brother Al, <laughs> is that is that um, these courts, right, that you're going into, that we're that I'm planning on filing into or something, right? Uh, it, they're they're handed down to us, right, from our our tradition of of systems of courts in this in, of legal system you know in this in this country so from from at least two two hundred years back we've had we have these court system you know we have this court system so that's my that's my question i mean you're going to use this this system's courts if it wasn't for the united states system of courts it what would it be what would you use if it was not the english common law system of courts what would you do how would you do it before there was uh, Canada and the United States, uh, we used a common law court, and we'd have a magistrate. And one man would bring another man up and uh, say, that man did me wrong. Well, what evidence you got? What proof do you have? Okay, uh, well, I have, this, uh, I have this man over here that runs the general store that I kind of know, passing by, he's part of the community, he saw this happen. And, uh, and I don't know, he possesses my shoes and he's wearing my shoes right now. Those are my shoes. And I claim those are my shoes and I want them back. There, that's the kind of court we had. Well, there's my order. I want them back. Give them back to me. Back. So, so again, it sounds like you're you're saying before we get into a situation in any court, right? The first thing is jurisdiction. Always jurisdiction. Okay. Hey, I'm just I'm. You're yeah, in my jurisdiction. Yeah. Right. No. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, I, I get. See, now that's still you're being very ambiguous, bro. I mean, I'm just I'm just gonna put that out there, okay? They're in my jurisdiction. You saying that is like making me run through a maze at the end, like hunting for a piece of cheese. Why don't you just put it out there what it, what you really mean when you say they're in my jurisdiction? What do you really mean? Well, just what I said. Uh, listen, you did me wrong. Uh, I I I have I have paperwork here where I wrote you a letter and 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 asked for you to compensate me for said wrong. You ignored my letter. I sent you a notice that, you know, hey, you got 21 days to to compensate me, or we're going to have to bring this into a public arena, and we're going to have to let our peers, our fellow man, decide uh, if you actually did me wrong or not, so I can get my shit back. Right? Here's the rules of court. Rules of court are this: uh, give my shit back. Uh, trial by jury, and we'll let the jury decide. There. Okay, that's that was beautifully put. So you're saying that that if, as long as you're keeping it simple, and it's not repugnant to to common law, 
then then you you don't need to add any of the any of the edit extras. You're saying, hey, I want my shit back, and oh yeah, this is my court. Well, I'm the one who I'm the one who's moving the court. So it, whoever moves the court, the court belongs to them. Like 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 if the state of California holds court against uh, uh, um, Donaldson, right? It's the people of California that are coming against Donaldson, right? Because the state represents the people. Okay, so. If if not one of the people show up to testify in open court under oath or affirmation that you cost them or that you did wrong, uh, that they're 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 that they're due compensation, they have no case. They have no standing. Okay, it's just getting noisy here. That's why I'm on mute. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, if no one shows up, generally you would think that they they don't have the standing to, I mean, but I guess that's why we, we sometimes do need to consider, you know, case law uh, and inclu- incorporate that just in case they don't show, you know, yeah, I mean, to say, hey, look, you, you just, they, you can't continue to press the issue here. There's no one even here to make the claim. And instead of having to or- do it orally, you know, there's, sure, there's no rules that's in a man's court that says I have to write anything down. And you know, uh, and but but just for the sake of ease, right? Well, no, I mean, I mean, like, okay, it's it's the same thing as when Maurice went in with his friend. Yeah, they had a whole legal proceeding. I'm sure uh, Maurice's friend broke all kinds of uh, codes, uh, criminal codes. But how does that pertain to a man? Okay, he wasn't in public. He was on private. Uh, no man showed up to claim that he cost him. Uh, the man did not plead before the court. He did not beg before the court uh, to his deity. He did not make the magistrate his god, his daddy. So, so how can you sentence this man? And and that's how this man walked away. Yes, the judge came out and said, "Look, yeah, well, you cost the guy three hundred bucks in fixing his nose. Yes, uh, and you know what? I apologize. If the man would have showed up, I apologize. I was having a moment, and I'm more than willing to compensate him for his loss. There we go. That's the type of land that we stand on. If I was if I was a, a skipper on a ship, I'm sure Admiralty law would apply to all kinds of stuff. But I'm not. I'm not acting as a skipper. I'm just a man. I'm going from point A to point B. I'm minding my own business. All right. Hey, and you've put claims in, right? Yes. And and do you ever do you ever use United States code in your claims? No, of course not. Uh, but yeah. but. If you wish, if you look, you can get a claim in. If you are able to get a claim in, and there's there's a number of ways. Like there's there are a number of ways uh, to get your claim in. But um, if you can get a claim in, and you wish to use a code, use it as a reference. Say, hey, not only do do I believe this is wrong, but even the state of California maintains the same position. Right, because they're statutes; they can only maintain a position. So, you know, Thomas Jefferson said it best. He said, "He said, how can a statute apply to a man when a man is food and statutes are rigid?" And this is going back three hundred frickin' years. 
and the man's talking that way, right? And I'm sure he read Blackstones too. So it, it's great to reference uh, to their codes or to their statutes uh, to the legal society um, because it only proves your position, your 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 standing as a man. Hey, not only only do I believe it was wrong for this man to extort me, but even even the province of BC uh, maintains a position that extortion is wrong. And so you're using their shit to to to, to reinforce what you believe. What's a judge supposed to say to that? Well, no, uh, well, it doesn't apply in this matter. Well, of course it applies in this matter. Extortion is extortion. I made a. I made a. You helped out a lot. I'm sitting, I'm sitting here listening. Yeah, I made a claim uh, against the man who acts as a prosecutor for extortion by way of threat, and what he did was wrong. And I did get my claim in, and, and it took me. I had to work hard at it. And uh, when I put my claim in, I I cc'd it, and I cc'd my letters, and. You know, so every new, I, I, it was my wish at the time for everybody who acts at that courthouse, every public servant, to know what my wish was so that there was no misunderstanding of who I was, what my standing is, and how I wish to enter into public court. In California, they have a rule of the court, right, where you have to have the first filing in writing. Every other writing after that must be electronic. Okay? So um, is that an issue that you think people are coming up against? Oh, absolutely. I had a, I had a, a, a superior judge one time look at me and he goes, in Canada, in Canada, in Canada. And I looked at him and I said, well, who claims I'm in Canada? Like, I'm sure that's great for Canada, and I'm sure that's great for what's in Canada, but who says I'm in Canada? You claim I'm in Canada? So if I pull out of Canada, Canada ceases to exist? So I'm sure in California they have certain rules in California, but how does that pertain to a man? They pulled the same thing on Mark here in Michigan just recently. Mark was trying to get his claim in. They were saying, well, we don't recognize common law in Michigan. And the guy was telling the truth. I mean, Michigan is its own jurisdiction. Now, Michigan is ruled over the common law. Otherwise, they wouldn't have a charter. But in Michigan, we don't recognize common law. So the guy left the courthouse and I, I was trying to talk to him online there about it, but because uh, I wanted to see what he wrote, and I wanted to see what they wrote him, because he, he sent some letters back and forth. But the guy wasn't lying to him. The clerk wasn't lying to him. In Michigan, there is no common law. Well, no. That's a corporate body politic jurisdiction. They have their own laws. So 
See, now this this is where I think we beg to differ still, because it's it's not that they don't they don't have it. And I think the judge lied to you straight up. Whoever told him that lied, because hey. you you hey. can't get rid of common law. Okay, are you in California right now? No, I'm in my skin. Well, I'm I am here with my heart beating. But uh, I am on the uh, yeah. I, I t- not now. I'm not trying to go back and forth. Jurisdiction in in the area to which you 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 stand. Okay, at this moment, does that make you in Coca-Cola? No. No. If you wish to partake within the corporation of Coca-Cola, you 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 have a right to apply. Be part of Coca-Cola, and you also have a right to not work for Coca-Cola, not be a part of Coca-Cola. Say, they, say you got a job at Coca-Cola and you're in their jurisdiction, you're abiding by the rules. And you say, well, you know what? I don't like this place. I don't think it's a benefit. So I can get out of Coca-Cola. And it's the same as California. Now, what, now what we have done is we have given our governments certain authority to act to keep the public peace, Right. To protect property. So when I operate in public, I operate a certain manner. Because I know I've given uh, certain authorities, or we have, as as a people, given certain authorities uh, to the peace officers and, and the firemen and the ambulance guys and the bylaw guys to act in a certain manner. Right? So I act a certain way in public. Like... There's a law that says, hey, a guy can't shower in the nude in public. So you can't come into my house and give me a ticket for showering in the nude in my house, <laughs> right? Because now this is my jurisdiction. You know what I'm saying? I can't stand in my front window flipping my dick out at the kids on walking to school because now I'm entering the public because I'm seen by the public. But I can't flick my dick out all I want in my bedroom and there's no law broken we created the public laws so that we could keep the peace so that no harm comes to men and on top of that we've given the government authority to create certain laws to keep the persons who operate in government in check so no harm comes to man so a lot of the a lot of the corporate laws that they have for a state or a city or a bylaw are actually more towards uh, uh, their employees, their subordinates, so that no harm comes to a man. And they see you walking down the street, and they just presume that you're one of those persons, and you're acting as a person. And as soon as you flip over your government ID, they have a reason they have probable cause for that presumption that you're acting as that person. Right? So I don't argue with cops on the side of the road. It's all great. They want to see a license? Yeah, sure. Is that an order? Is that an order? I take their orders all the time. When I got busted with five pounds of weed on the side of the highway, yeah, is that an order? Is that an order? I sent the guy a bill. (laughs) That kind of screwed him up. (laughs) But no, I didn't collect on the bill. No, I haven't furthered on that. But I'm just happy I, I, I got rid of these guys and I don't have to go to court anymore. I, I'm good in forgiveness. <laughs> but I also lost some tools and stuff. So so there's a number of reasons why there are state laws. 
we we give the government authority to make state laws to protect our neighborhood society, our children, our wives, our grandmothers. We also give the state government uh, authority to create laws over the over the persons that operate under the state or for the state or for the people, uh, so that no harm comes to mankind. And what's happening is because no man stands up and no man is counted and they don't see mankind, they just presume everybody is one of those persons, that everybody is part of the corporate body politic. And that's and that's why we have to go to court, and this is where we need to break the presumptions. And the reason we have the courts is so that these are public arenas, so that things can be worked out in a civil manner. Does that mean I have to, to, to adhere to the rules of civil procedure? No. No, hey... That man did me wrong. That man cost me. I need to be compensated. I wish to be compensated. I require to be compensated, and I have a right to hold court just as a man. I don't need to enter the corporate body politic to hold a court. I'll let you, say, I'll let you know something else. Whenever legal society uh, holds court, they have to actually pay to rent our courts. And the courts are free to the public. But those people, the legal society actually has to have, actually has to pay, and a lot of these people have insurance policies and bonds to cover. Because if they lose at court, then it comes out of their bond or their insurance policy. Pay. And I was just talking to a friend of mine the other day. He was asking me, "How much do you think it costs that prosecutor, Ken, uh, when he failed at court?" I says, I don't know. I don't know how much his bond was, and I don't know how much court costs. <laughs> but it was interesting. <laughs> you uh, Have you heard of William Tetley? Oh, who's that? Uh, um, William Tetley is uh, a... Uh, I have to Google it, actually. He's an author, a writer. Um, he wrote... Uh, a book called uh, mi- like on mixed jurisdictions, right? I think it was um, the influence of the common law on maritime. Oh, hold on, hold on a second. Uh, trying to get the exact title. William Tetley, Maritime and Admiralty Law. Oh, Maritime Law as a Mixed Legal System, both one and two. I have them, and I just got put the link into the. Uh, I just put the link into the, uh, to the chat room, and the, and the really important part that I got out of it was that it was it was going into detail about the, the, all the different jurisdictions being utilized, you know, and of course they leave out man's man's jurisdiction. They don't put that in there, but it is a really good read, and kind of gives you some insight. Into what the uh, system is 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 really thinking with regards to to maritime law and and the expanded definition that it's been given through this writing is it, it will actually it, it'll make your um, your brain cells fizzle. <laughs> it's kind of neat. Well, I don't know if fizzle was the right word. I meant to say sparkle. I don't know, but uh, yeah, you'll love this, man. You'll love this. So. Yeah, I actually when I when I, I meet myself. When I first I first got into this stuff because I knew there was something wrong with the country, 
Uh, like, you know, I was a political advocate from hell, man. I was on uh, talk show, radio shows, like, geez, constantly. I was reciting our Constitution, uh, blah, blah, blah. And, and it, you know, it goes nowhere. So I come home from work one day, and my son's sitting there. He's 14, and he says, Dad, Dad you got you to gotta listen to this Rob Menard guy. And Rob's a joke. He's He's funnier than hell sometimes, but, you know. Rob went so far with whatever, but he, he did discover something. He was kind of a pioneer. So anyways, I said, well, no, I don't got time. I don't got time. Yeah, I'm busy. I'm busy with real shit. So one day I decided, and, and my son kept saying, Dad, you need to listen to this guy. So I started listening to this guy and, and what he had to say. And I said, you know, yeah, because I knew something was wrong. So I was neither in trouble or in court or anything. I've been at peace for quite a while. And as I investigated, of course, I come across Dean Clifford. I became a member of his uh, forum. Um, I was listening to Winston Schrouts and and learned how to do um, a number of things. Uh, and and uh, then I found. Uh, uh, who's a friend of mine now, his name's John, he's, he was from Quebec, he's now in New Brunswick, eh? and he's a human rights guy, John. And up here, we, we uh, the Declaration of Human Rights was written in 1946, and it was an aspiration for, you know, basically the NATO countries uh, to to aspire to human rights law, to make it law one day. So in 1967 or whatever, you know, Canada decided, okay, you know, we have these other these two covenants. We have two covenants. A declaration is just a declaration, but we have two covenants, and uh, and uh, we're going to make them law. In 1976, we made them, we put them in, you know, Canada put it into law, human rights law. So I was studying that pretty heavy because it was the one thing that seemed kind of real to me around this place. You know, and I learned how to do a constitutional challenge. Uh, I learned a number of things, and uh, I was involved. And uh, then I met Carl. Well, that fucking ruined everything. You know, I am so glad, and I've had a number of friends. There was a chick here in Ontario, uh, I don't know, last month that, that won... Um, a constitutional challenge on her human rights covenants, which is fine. They let you do that once in a while. But then when I learned that, hey, I didn't write this law. This is not my law. This is not my covenant. This is Canada's law. Now, yes, can I can I participate in that? Yeah, I have a right to. It's a benefit to me because I was born on this land, right, if I wish to partake in the corporate body politic. But I don't wish to partake in the corporate body politic. I wish just to be left alone. I wish to to go from point A to point B. I wish to work whoever I wish to work for a contract with in private. Um, it's none of anybody's business. And um, so after I met Carl, I kind of dropped all that stuff. And then six months later, I got popped with, with some weed. So I had to unlearn all the legal crap that I learned, but it was it was really good uh, in a sense that I know the covenants enough to to say, hey, not only do I believe this, but even in the legal society maintains the same position, you know, and uh, 
when I stood at court before a trial judge, uh, David Gates, um, you know, and I looked at him and I said, what? I says, you know, he tried to tell me that this was my society. And I says, I says, what, what right does one man have? And I'm pointing over to Ken, the prosecutor. What, what right does one man have to force another man into a society? Is not slavery outlawed in all its forms on this land? And that's and not only do I believe that, but even the legal society believes that from your own covenants, right, that you signed on in international law. Now, down in the States, you have involuntary servitude, which is basically the same thing, right? So the judge, he started throwing papers up in the air and looking at the uh, can, and, and, and Dave's going, hey, why is this man in my court? I don't see any reason why this man's in my court. You better figure out why you brought this man into my court. And that was the end of the court. And that was the last time I went to court. They did invite me back, and that's when I wrote my claims, my letters, started CCing stuff, and got my claims in. And uh, then the then the prosecutor, Kenneth McDonald, that's when he pulled out and decided he didn't want to play with me no more. And it's what they call a no-so proliquy. He has no... There's no case. And up here, it's very, very hard for them to do that. They have to have a meeting with the, the man who acts as the trial judge, and they have to convince the judge why they they wrongfully had this man before a court and why they want to pull out. It's, it's, it's a big deal up here, actually. I'm here. I just had to put on my earpiece. I'm outside the restaurant down riding my bike right now. I heard what you said, and it was pretty powerful stuff. You know, I, I'm never going to stop learning. I hope I try to find something new eventually to learn uh, besides all this legal stuff, right? But uh, for, for now, it's like it, it really makes me feel accomplished to, uh, you know, um, to to every day learn something new about the, about the system. And, I mean, it does. It's like a rabbit hole. I mean, it's so deep. You know how how the structure of the legal system is, um, and I know it 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 it, it begs, you know, for a, a you know something simpler. It basically people want something simpler, and the more demand, right, would actually probably help your cause. You know, like for me, I've got the capacity. I think I don't care, right? I don't care. I've been through hell in life. I you know I feel like I, I you know I can handle it. I, I like studying. I enjoy using my intellect, you know. I'm not going to go in and, and then, you know, in there playing their game necessarily the way they want to because I understand contract law a little bit more than the average, you know, bloke will, you know. Uh, it's really going to be, it's going to come down to agreement, pre you know, prejudicially for me, you know. I, I think that that's the way it all, it has to be, you know. So, yeah, I mean, like, if we really want to get remedy then we don't go to court, period, you know, but, 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 um, well, one of my, one of my aha yeah. moments was, uh, when I think it was basically the first time I stood at court and, uh, it was, it was equivalent to a state court, uh, before they threw me up to the feds and, uh, you know, I played this U game with the, uh, with, with the judge. You know, he says, you are charged with such and such. And I said, well, who is you? He says, you are you. And I looked at him, and I said, I am you? 
And uh, anyways, I had a little fun there. It was a great time. But uh, my aha moment at that time was, you know what? I've stumbled onto something that's actually real here. And as much fire as they're breathing at me and righteous indignation from the bench, uh, nobody laid a hand on me. And, uh, oh, and that's when I knew what Carl was teaching me was real. That's when that's when I knew it was real. When I saw the difference in these guys, because when I was when I was studying human rights law, I had a number of friends. Oh fuck! I'll tell you a story, and I wish Dave was here tonight. I'd have him tell you the story. But uh, I had a number of friends, and so they're standing on their human rights, which is law in Canada. You guys, you guys signed on to it, and you changed it a bit, or whatever, whatever they did down there. I I didn't pay attention, but up here that was instituted as law. We have two covenants. It's the covenant of organs and blah, 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 and community and covenant of something else. Man, they're, they're such long-winded crap. But uh, so I had, I, had, uh, I had one friend and his old lady uh, uh, do a constitutional challenge and, and just have their ass kicked at court. Because they petitioned, they were operating as a legal person under the human rights laws that the corporate, the corporate body politic had set out for human rights. Then I had another friend who, basically, he was kicked out of the courthouse in Vancouver. He was kicked out of the courthouse in Van, in Victoria, and when I was going to court in federal court in Calgary. Uh, he even flew <laughs> to meet with the with the, uh, Neil Whitman, who was the Chief Justice. Uh, he even flew out there to try and hold his constitutional challenge. But the guy was such an irate motherfucker that they got kicked out of the courthouse in Calgary. I know another guy who's he's not so irate. He lives in Ontario, but he's been kicked out of every courthouse because. <laughs> Because of his actions, because of their attitude. And listen, if you're operating under their rules, you're under their jurisdiction. That means they have control over their own jurisdiction. They have control over you because you're here to act within their parameters. You have volunteered to do this. You have no control. There was a lady in Michigan last year. She kicked the shit out of, uh, out of uh, the prosecutor's case in Michigan last year, she had the code, she had her down pat, and she won that case, and the judge looked at her and said, you know, um, you know, this is a wonderful case you presented, yes, you're, you're right, you're exact, but you know what, I just don't see your union card up here anywhere, um, guilty, because legal ease is is a societal language. And if you are not a member of that society, if you are not a competent member of that society, that means educated, trained, and can function with minimal supervision. And you have, you're just, all you are is, is you're, you're um, what we call a wannabe, a sidewalk commando, uh, uh, you're a poser, man. That's no right to use their stuff in their courts unless you're a member. And if you do come in as a pro se litigant or uh, representing yourself as something that you're not, just yep. this is why a man 
cannot win in their church. So, if I have a or or a government coming after me to something, and I have harm, injury, or loss to to anybody, any of the people, if there's no man or woman that's going to come up and claim that I have have caused no harm, injury, or loss, then they have no case. And I can stand as a man and say, well, who claims? You know, who's going to come up and claim? Well, nobody claims. It's the state. You know, I, I even asked the judge one time. I said, I said, uh, I, I said, uh, well, the crown. And I said, okay, well, where is this Mr. and Mrs. Crown? And they said, well, that's the state. And I said, well, okay, bring forth Mr. and Mrs. State. And I had the judge laughing his ass off, actually. <laughs> he says, oh, I know what you're up to. I says, I'm not up to anything. I said, I have a right to face my accuser. Now, where's my accuser? And there wasn't an accuser. There was just some asshole trying to make money off of me through my birth certificate or however they wished to do it, uh, uh, through his codes. He presumed that I was a legal person. He presumed I was the legal janitor of the nation and that he had a right to kick my ass around the wet floor. And I was saying, no, you presume wrong, sir. I am a man, and I have a right. Now, you better come up with somebody here that claims I do wrong. And no man came up and claimed I did wrong. Yes, I broke many legal codes and statutes. Yes, I did. I even gave him a notice. I admitted it. Yes, I am guilty. You know, I did. I, I, it was one of the notices in court. You know, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure I break many leagues and uh, many legal codes and statutes every day. Now, bring forth the man or woman that claims I do wrong, so I may beg for forgiveness and compensate my fellow man. Well, there was no fucking man. There was no case. They had no standing. There was no legs on their table. How does a code from from the from the uh, the criminal code from the legal society apply to a man in private? How do you take a public law and force it into private? I'm operating in private. I'm here in the private. I'm not in public. I'm not operating in public. Yes, I gave you authority to 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 do what you need to do to keep the peace in public, but I'm not in the public. You came into my domestic jurisdiction and yanked me out and robbed me in daylight. Now, who's the man or woman that says I do wrong? And I believe that, and I stand on that, and I can make any court believe exactly the same thing now. And it took me a bit, and I I just got my sea legs. Wow. I mean, it sounds good, you know, and and you're right about the jurisdiction. Yo, Donaldson, they wanted ten years, ten years in jail is what they were going for. And my aha moment was, you know what? I'm going to put all my balls out here. I believe this shit. I believe I have a right. I didn't cause any harm, and uh, I'm going for this. And I, I'd say to my wife, my wife, I've been married to for thirty years. I said to her, she goes, Oh, geez, oh, geez. I said, No. I says, I'm doing her dying. This is it. This is it. This is all, or this is nothing. And guess what? I'm home. I'm not in jail. I'm here talking to you. <laughs> oh, this is what I was trying to. 
Go ahead. Sorry. If I did not have standing, if a man didn't have a right, I wouldn't be home right now. Right. There you have it. And and it, it's actually spelled out when you look close enough at their, uh, let's say their charter. The city and county has a charter out here. Uh, and so in it, it says to encourage, right, to encourage the participation in in the city. Of, of all people, right, of all people in all sectors in the affairs of the city. So to, you know, they basically are admitting that the charter is for the affairs of the city and county, which is basically the municipal corporation. And it even says to encourage the participation in their affairs. And the people cities. Take it. But you also said the people in the cities. Well, I misquoted it too. I was just fumbling with the word. But it's in in, in general, it's um, you see if to to encourage the participation of, of all people in all sectors. Yeah, that's it right there. To encourage the participation of all people in all sectors. Well, I'm not all people for one. No, because I'm not in. A, I'm not in a sector. I'm not a class of person. You see what I'm saying? I mean, I'm a fucking man. So, if I'm not a class of person, that charter doesn't apply to me. I'm, and I, and why? Why should I be compelled to, to uh, take part in the city's affairs when it says encourage right in your preamble? Well, and here's here's. You see what I'm saying? You see my point? Well, yeah. It's saying no. My point is no. That stuff is for them, not for man. Here's a question for you. Do you wish to be in, you know, all peoples in, um, what do you call it, in the city? In the, in the... All, all people in all sectors. No, I'm not that. You I don't wish, wish that. I, in all I wish to be a man. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. You know, I may... I wish I, to be who I, I am. I have a piece of property that happens to be within a certain jurisdiction, but that doesn't mean I need to participate. That doesn't mean I need to be part of that, okay? And yes, there's a benefit. Because I'm in this uh, uh, this this spot, uh, yes, I have a benefit if I wish to partake within that. But I don't wish to partake within that. And as long as I'm not causing harm to my neighbors, then there's no reason for me to partake within that, and w- unless I believe there's a benefit to me doing such. At this time, and because no man is standing up at court, and because society sees no man, all they see are these persons, constantly person, you're automatically presumed to be a person. It was like that that, that woman in the park in Vancouver, cops come up to her, they were filming something, I don't know what it was, it was it was harmless, so, and, and this woman standing there uh, at these gardens, and Two bully cops come up to her, and and they're telling her, well, let's see your ID. Let's see your ID. Now, as long as she didn't show them any ID, she was fine. She was doing really good, and she was holding her own. But finally, she caved in, and the minute she pulled out uh, her driver's license, even though she was standing at a public park, the minute she did that, as soon as they saw that, they grabbed her, they threw her down on the ground, stuck their knees in her back and her face into the concrete, they dumped her over the sidewalk and treated her like one of their support. 
But until she did that, they had no right to touch her. <coughs> they had no right okay, to touch her. Okay, well, the, the anyway. one thing is is that they, yeah, you know what the trippy part about what you're mentioning is, it's making me think, okay, about just consideration. This, and that without government, government cannot take property. I remember reading this from my bar review books that they uh, they don't they can't take property without just consideration, and that even even under even when they have an underlying governmental objective, they still have to pay you for t- the taking. So right? not only do I believe that you cannot take my property without compensation, but your lawsuit society maintains the same position. It actually maintains, Your Honor, that. Your society has to pay pay uh, for the taking, even if you have some purpose for the ta- for that taking. So can I? Where's my check at? I'm just here to collect my check, really. <laughs> oh, you're going back to that area. <laughs> <laughs> you're still looking for that. I mean, it, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? Last time. Uh, well, just, I think <laughs> that uh, the whole the whole idea is to bog them up, right? You don't want if they ha- if they realize they're going to have to pay every time they talk to you, they're going to stop trying to talk to you, right? Right. I think you were trying to get your money from your birth certificate at one time. If I have the right I time. never did that. No, I never had an ambition to do that. I was researching, and I came across the information that everyone else did, too, about the birth cert. But I thought, I thought you know, there might be something to that, that BC bond. And actually, uh, that's a totally, that's totally admiralty thing. That's a maritime thing. Because uh, a ship was... A ship's master would have to put up a bond whenever he would come into some territory, some areas, right? Because just in case of like, um, crew, crew members or damage to property that that you know on the land or whatever, or even for materials, material men, right? That they owe money to would be able to have a claim against that bond. You see what I'm saying? So they are they are slowly using this admiralty crap on everyone. You know, when uh, when the the cops had me there, uh, you know, they're saying, "Well, open this, open that," and I said, "Well, yeah, okay, first, you know, uh, make up a warrant, have a judge signed it, and give me the bond, and uh, I'll let you do whatever you want." <laughs> and they said, "We don't have to. Case law says this." I said, "Okay, case law. Case law says, hey." Well, who's this Mr. and Mrs. Case Law that says this, right? And what do they got to do with me? So they go away, and they they were trying to pry open my toolbox, and so they come back, and they go, hey, you know, it would be a lot easier for you if da-da-da-da-da. I said, well, that's fine. Well, first you make up a warrant, and you have a judge sign it, and then hand me the bond, right? Oh, Case Law says this, Case Law says that. And I'm sure they didn't even know what I was talking about about the bond. But they have to have a bond because if there's uh, harm, loss, or injury, that's their insurance policy. Otherwise, they're liable in their own personal capacity, as you might say. You know, that man is liable. And they are liable. They all, every one of them are liable. What they did? Well, here's oh. another great point of, in- of interest that is that if a judge has no oath of office to determine what the law is, right, and is not, 
and because there's no loyalty there without an oath, or at least evidence of the the loyalty, uh, then then the judge has no authority, right, to instruct a jury as to what the law is or is not either. So, it on the jury. you know, and sorry on the jury, because if you're talking to, about a jury trial, yeah, he has all the authority in the world, because that's, that's his court. Well, you missed what I said. I Maybe you didn't miss it, but I, I'll just reiterate. Okay. That, that if a judge does not have an oath, right, right which then, then he also has no authority to, to instruct the jury as to the laws. Well, you're talking about a man who makes an oath uh, to, to fulfill the title as judge? That's right. Okay. Judges that are in there with a fraudulent oath, a forced oath, or you know, just no oath at all, or don't present it, how do how do you know that they even have authority to instruct the jury? You know, it would be cool to see that. I need to see. I need this oath before I have my jury trial. I want that on the record. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not into jury trials, but uh, um, let me ask you this. I mean, I'm just putting it out there. Go ahead. Okay, but if a man, say there's a man who acts as a judge, oath or no oath, and he does trespass uh, against you, all right, is that man liable or is the judge liable or both? See, every man is responsible for his actions. And I don't care what title he holds. And this is this is why uh, the guy in the black robe, the man in the black robe, or woman in the black robe, this is why they don't wish to come out of their titles, because they like to hide behind uh, the um, corporate liability, basically. And uh, this is why I called the judge out one time, and I called him by his first name. And, uh, it didn't get me any favors, but it didn't put me in jail either. <laughs> Actually, my buddy Mark did the same thing. <laughs> we were both going to court about the same time. He's down in Georgia. I was up here, and uh, and uh, uh, his judge, the, the woman acting as the judge there, she didn't even think twice about it, actually, and he didn't get into a lot of trouble. Uh, the guy acting as Eugene, who was <laughs> acting as a <the> judge, <laughs> Uh, I called him by his first name twice there, and he just he just went on. He served, you know, there was fire coming out of his his mouth, you know, lightning bolts coming out of his ass, and uh, <laughs> and uh, it was funnier than hell. And you know what? And then Carl gave us both shit after. It's like, well, hey, and he and he made a really good point, and, and I'll never forget this because I was there and did this and went through the heat, but it was like. <clears throat> when, at what time, did you ever have a proper introduction to the court? I said, well, I didn't. So, if if you had no proper introduction, why were you calling somebody commonly by their first name? Would you do that? Would you do that to your to your wife's parents in a formal setting, meeting your wife's parents for the first time? I said, of course not. I'd be calling them, you know, Mr. or Mrs. Woods. Of course. So what you did was not courteous. And he didn't say it as politely as I'm saying it now. He just come unglued on me, right? But 
and, and it's a good point. And I was reading a book somebody somebody brought up. I was reading it, and at, traditionally at a common law court, you a man you introduce yourself to the court, and you have the court introduce him. So I told this to a friend of mine going to court on Monday trial. I says, well, get a proper introduction. He's like, what? <laughs> I says, get a proper introduction. You know, all you people work together. You, each man and woman here works together, and you all know each other. Well, I don't know anybody here. I don't work with any of you people. I said, I require a proper introduction to the court. Now, I'm Al King. Who are you? I had a friend of mine uh, do that to a guy, um, uh, what's his name, Leahy, Judge Leahy. Uh, you know, uh, he was questioning him, and uh, and just, just when it all started, because he, he sent in a notice, he says, yeah, no, I'll be more than happy to meet on the grounds that, you know, is, that we all talk man-to-man in common English, and, uh, you know, if you agree to this, I'm good, right? Goes to court and it's like ah, oh, and they start court and they start rambling on and 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 uh, and my friend he looks at the, at the man acting as judge and he goes who are you? He goes well I'm judge so and so and he and he says I didn't ask you what you are I asked you who you are. and that right it within like three four minutes that was the end of it and the, and and the and the Leahy. Um, Wyatt Earp was the prosecutor, and and Lee <laughs> got to do this uh, in a different manner here. Let's just stand court right now. This was like two months ago, eh? So if wow, if, if a man doesn't have a right to stand, then then every one of us would be in jail for obstruction of justice, contempt of court, and everything else, right? So I don't, I really, I, I like I said, I, I do enjoy reading uh, commentaries, and I also enjoy reading uh, the Bible, actually, for court. Because, you know, if, if if you look at the Bible, if you look at the New Testament, you know, when Jesus was in court, he wasn't making statements. He wasn't coming on to them with their, with their Roman civil law and everything else. He was... Uh, he would say something or ask him a question, he would answer with a question or keep his mouth shut because he wasn't lowering himself to partake within their bullshit. Right? Are you the king of the Jews? The people say you're the king of the Jews. Are you the king of the Jews? He says, what? Is that what the people say I am? You know? Whereas if you look at Paul, Paul did well for a time. Then he chickened out and he pled to Caesar. He petitioned Caesar as a Roman citizen and ended up dead. Right? And so if, I mean, if there's only one thing that the New Testament has to offer, that's that. Stand as a man and die, or stand as a, uh, stand as a, uh, a, a civil servant. Subject. <laughs> right. You know. But everything they did to Jesus was unlawful, illegal. They knew it was wrong. It was wrong. Uh, what they did to Paul was totally lawful, okay. and the abuse that Paul took was by his own consent. I read one in 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 a uh, this thing called a dissertation on the 
nature and character of acquiring United States citizenship, right? I read this, that's the whole title, huge, huge title, that um, a subject is one who owes, you know, duty, allegiance, excuse me, sorry about that, and then the, that, but a, a citizen was, was actually something different from a subject in that the citizen was a member of a free uh, a free population of people, a free people. The member of a society, a basically a group of, of free uh, people. No, I just read this two nights ago, actually. Um, Did you? Was, yeah. Uh, Buddy put it up, you know, when Dave was talking on Agile's show? Buddy uh-huh. gave it to me on the chat. And I was reading that. It was It's a, it's a member of a free, free. Quote, not quote, society, or it's a member of a people of a free society. So that means you're joining a society there again. So a right, citizen, that's true. A citizen is basically a member of a family, okay? Like I'm a citizen of the King family, right? Right, right. I'm the big kahuna. Well, is that a big deal? Is that a big deal, though? Would not be a member of that family, you know. I mean, if you want to get your remedy as a man, do you have to be outside the family? Well, no, exactly. Now, is is it a benefit? Do you have a benefit that you can choose to participate in as a citizen of that society? You bet you do, because you were born there. It's not jurisdiction. But are you forced to uh, operate within that benefit? No, you're not. A man is free to choose. Yeah, I have a right. I can go and, and, and benefit from, from from society of the United States. But you know what? This time I just don't choose to. You know? It's my free will to choose. No, I, you know, I, I, I choose to be in the private. I choose to operate in private right now. Uh, at some time, if I think it's a benefit to me and doesn't cause me harm, uh, be a part of your society. But until then, no thank you. And and that's exactly what my point was at court. When when the judge, when David Gates looked at me and he says, this is your society. And I said, I says, my society. And I told him what my society was. I says, my society is King family. When I became a man and met my wife and, and had my children, that is my society. When I go out in my neighborhood and think of ways every morning to benefit my neighbors, my community, that's my society. I says, what right does this man, and I'm pointing across the room, well, I'm pretty much right beside me, I'm pointing at Ken going, what right does this man have to force I into his society, right? Is slavery not outlawed on all this land? <laughs> that one man can force another into his society? <laughs> Yeah. It was great. It was great. I loved it. You know, it was the best time I ever flipped the court. I, I so you saying that there's wow, that was that sounds great. But there's no there's no like um paperwork or anything like that to file to to say, Hey look, at this point in time, you know what, I'm not a member I'm not a member of that uh that citizenry. Yeah, I did file a piece of paper. And they 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 pretended that it didn't exist. So they called my name. I walked up to the front and I said, "Did the court not receive my paperwork?" 
So I didn't answer to the name. I didn't claim to be a man. I didn't do any of that stupid shit. Just walked up and I said, Court not received my paperwork. Steve looks at me and he goes, No, I no, I didn't see any he's looking at Ken. No, I didn't receive anything. He says, uh he asked me a question. I can't remember what the question was. But I said I require pen, paper and ink to give the court a proper answer. And 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 he gives me this big spiel, blah blah, I got no time for all that shit. And I, I looked at him, I says, I require pen, paper and ink and leave the court to give the court a proper answer. I said it three times. And he wasn't having any of it. So finally I looked at the man in the, straight in the eye. And I said, sir, is that your wish? He goes, yes, that's my wish. Now we're man to man. You won't find wish in society. It's not in their dictionary. Only a man can wish. Oh, okay, that's your wish. Now did the court not receive my paperwork? He said, no. So I said, well, hang on a second. I might have a copy here, and I'm digging around as if I'm looking for it, but I had it right there. I pulled out some copies, and I handed it out. Then Dave looks at me. He goes, well, you can read this. And I said, yeah, okay, whatever. And I wish I would have read it. I didn't. I I actually wanted Ken to read it on the record. That was my wish. (laughs) Well, I think Ken should read this on the record. But anyways, you know, we kind of go round and round with it. I give him a lecture about slavery, and... That's when that's when Dave, you know, he's looking at Ken like, why the fuck is this man in my court? You know, you brought a man into court and there was no reason. I could have ended it right there. Now, I did end up ending it, but Carl came unglued on me for not ending it right there. Then the man gave me the opportunity to to discharge all charges. And I didn't. But, you know, when you're standing there, and I'm not a learned friend, I'm not a fellow, when you're standing there, I mean, you're standing, and you're putting all your effort into standing. It's it's, it's a little hard to, you know, pick up, yeah, to you know, to catch the small stuff. And this is where they love to get you. So, you know, I, I felt very blessed. And later on, I, I was able to finish it, and everybody ran away on me uh, after I sent my letters in and, and got my claims filed and, and so on, because I sent Eugene a letter um, because, you know, this guy still wanted to continue on, so his big excuse to David was, well, Eugene, Judge Kramer, uh, you know, saw it was obvious that uh, Alan wasn't going to plea, so he he deemed a plea on his behalf. And Eugene did not deem a plea on my behalf, because I told him at open court that uh, if any man or woman pleads on my behalf, they they assume all liability, and it's even in their own minutes, their own transcripts. So so I wrote Eugene a letter, and I says, Hey, Eugene, greetings. Uh, hope this letter finds you well. You know, This man over here claims that uh, you did deem a, deem a plea on my behalf, and as you know, as I did state at open court, uh, that if any man or woman pleads on my behalf, they assume I, all liability. Now, if this is true... Um, I'm going to, re- I require, uh, you know, compensation for all the time I was at court and, and, uh, to also take over from here on in because I'm a legal idiot and I'm not competent to deal with this stuff. I'm not competent to partake in legal society. And then 
I sent that to you, G. I says, but if this is not true, maybe you should get a hold of Ken and let him know that you did not deem, did not plea on my behalf, right? So I sent this to Eugene, but I also sent a copy to the Chief Justice, uh, Neil Whitman. I sent a copy to the trial judge, um, um, uh, David, uh, oh, geez. He was a really cool guy, too, Dave. But anyways, I sent a copy to Dave, and I sent a copy to uh, Ken, prosecutor. I sent that. I sent in my claims. I sent cc stuff to the, to, to the clerk, and I... And to to Chief Justice, because I I wished for his his uh, help on 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 making sure that my claim got fucking uh, filed, and I did all this all on the same day. So I'm not sure what actually ended this court or what didn't, and I don't really care. But I do know the I do know the power of 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 having witnesses and seeing things around. You know, it, it's very important. Because somebody or everybody is liable if harm comes to a man after a man is stated straight out publicly and to everybody through notices that, hey, I am here and I am not competent and this man is cause, does cause harm to I and my family. It was great fun. It was great fun. Oh, that, wow. I mean, this is, this could be a class action lawsuit type situation where you know people that are getting abused by police, you know, police brutality, who have claims. Hey, look, you're injuring me. I'm injured. You know, like I don't, it doesn't even matter what their underlying governmental objective was. There's a person on a video saying that they're injured. Why is the court saying that it's Okay, because no one's making the claim, right? No one's saying, "Hey, look, I'm man, I'm injured, right?" Or I'm, I'm. Listen, someone, someone injured me. I'm here. You can see the video now. Can I get paid, or can I get compensated for that? You know what I mean? Well, why are you asking somebody else instead of making a claim requiring compensation? See, an injury pertains to property, not to to harm pertains to man. Injury pertains to property, right? So what? What I'm injured? What? What property was injured? You you ran over my mailbox? What? The people and, and these guys. Wait, did you just say okay? Injury applies to property and harm property. applies to man. Yes, absolutely. I'm gonna have to look that up. Are you better. Hey, oh, we, so there's a we, phrase, this huh? Is where we fall right. short. We fall short on this. We 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 talk in some kind of general slang. These guys are word nerds, and and folks need to understand that law is expressed, not interpreted. That's like the judge says. Well, you were you abused? Yeah, I was abused. Okay, case dismissed. State wins. What do you mean? I just told you I was abused. Well, abuse is by consent. You know, and and we're so fucking lazy that we don't wish, well, you know what, it's not that just because we're lazy, because of our situation, because because of our public schools, they just dumb us down enough where we think we're smart enough to partake with these guys, and these guys just spent 30 years studying languages, and they study the law, 
and they know how to express the law, and we don't. So we're walking up there like ah, some. They're going to realize. Going, ah! Sorry about that, guys. Well, I would, like I say, uh, I was hoping there was enough guys to come on the call tonight so that we could talk, so that I could talk with people that have uh, gone forth to put their claim in and, and you know, been refused, and guys that have put their claims in and have made it and then had them trampled on, and other guys that have put their claims on and been able to secure them so I could get together as a group to show people Okay, let's brainstorm together. Let's let's work together. And uh yeah, well, no avail so far. At least I know how to get a claim in. I'm still with you, brother. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. We took over the call. <laughs> but yeah, so you know. this is your call though, right? Yeah, no, it's all cool. It's all cool. Yeah. I was really home for that because I'm on a lot of Skype groups and stuff, and I've been doing this a number of years. And I took I took a number of months off just to stay while I was busy, and I was helping out other folks get in and out of court, and uh, plus working for a living, plus uh, dealing with the medical association. So I needed to take some time off because. You know, the electronics take a lot of guys' time. You know, they take a lot of time to sit here and Skype guys and try and explain things. And So anyways, uh, I'm going on the Skype group thinking that things have evolved since I've been off, and it's like they've retracted. It's like they've gone downhill. I see people going on. You know, it's great. It, it's wonderful about popes and queens and, and, and aliens and all that wonderful stuff, but... For, for for folks who have had their kids taken or people that are going looking at, you know, lifetime in jail because uh third strike you're out or or uh you know uh people being violated, uh their rights being violated because they happen to own a piece of property that everybody thinks they have authority over or something. You know, that that's what I wish to help out with, you know. And and uh Man, like nobody grew up on all these groups. Like it, it's just, it's just terrible. It's I, I can't believe it. And everybody's yelling at everybody and calling each other name and going on about Jews and aliens and everything else. And how are we ever going to get our courts back if no man comes forth and stands up? Like where's the man that's going to stand up? And if if a man stands at court and you're all fearful of going to jail, well, I'm a witness that a man can stand at court and stand in the in the manner of a man, a proper manner, and, and not be thrown in jail, right? Because you acted accordingly. You, you know, you acted courteously in public, right? I may not be in your court. I may be at your court and passing through that courtroom. And those are all big words, at and in, and people need to understand what they mean. And... Uh, uh, so, I and not just not just me, but other guys that have stood at court and stood their ground, and all the the the, the storms and the winds and everything came and to no avail. And when they were all over and and the fire was finished coming and the brimstone, 
we were still standing there. <laughs> we're the only ones standing there, right? And earned respect with the, the, the man or woman acting as a judge or magistrate or whatever. And prosecutors, actually. I, I know I earned respect with the prosecutors. You know, so uh, I was just hoping that people would have gone evolved. I was hoping to get together with some like-minded guys that, that have evolved and been able to stand or at least try and, you know, at least working towards it. You know, this this Dave giving a call here. I just wanted to say I really appreciate you uh, speaking this evening. Your 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 tone and your demeanor and your manner of speaking is very frank and 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 plain and uh, straightforward to understand. I know myself. I've I've tried to file a claim here in Ontario. I don't know if you're the guy I was re- you're referring to as being uh, trouble filing a claim. Yeah, one of them. <laughs> How you doing, Dave? I'm doing well, thank you. I've been very busy looking after my mom and and trying to keep the roof over my head and the bills paid. And okay. been doing Good. a lot of studying, a lot of listening to Carl's shoes, trying to pick up on all those little details and stuff like that. Yeah, Which, you know, when you were phoning me, I I was I was in and I was doing interprovincial stupid stuff. And I did give you a call, and I did leave a message with your wife. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I I understand that. It's just I, I've been really tied down. And um, You got court again this month coming up here, eh? Yeah, 6th six, six of June. Yeah. And um, uh, I know you had given me some advice there of what you would do about, uh, you know, requiring pen and paper and ink. Um, leave a court for that. Um in my last hearing, I tried to get that through, but again, being a, a newbie in the court scene and all uh, that kind of stuff, being frustrated and not having that uh, confidence uh, to stand, which only comes, I think, through practice of being there and, and actually doing it. Um, I feel a little more confident this time about uh, how to do it, um, and I've... Uh, tried to uh, file a claim again. I've attempted to. Uh, this time I've mailed it in rather than going to the uh, to the court. And uh, I have paperwork ready here I was going to send off to you, but my scanner gave the fritz, so I'm off to get a, another scanner. So, are, you uh, are you still working? Things are still working out? Uh, in regards to... Like your business, like your your oh, yeah, and yeah. No, I'm I, you know uh, I had spoken to Carl once about you know being in the public and the private and that that kind of thing. Right. Um, and uh, the the point he had mentioned to me is for some reason I'm failing to get the message across to him that that it's no longer a public entity, it's no longer a corporation, that it's right. privately I'm operating private to contracting with my fellow man. Um, they still come and harass me every three or four months. Uh, hence the the second charges here now for uh, June the sixth of obstruction and uh, breach of probation and all this kind of stuff. So if I if I ask you, so if you come into court and I say, are you Sunnyside Barts or who's Sunnyside Barts or we're calling Sunnyside Barts? What do you what are you going to walk up and and, and state? What's the first um, thing you're going to say? 
first thing, uh, did the court get my paperwork, my notice? Oh, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> as you're walking up, and you're going to say it nicely, like, like you know, as a gentleman, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Did the court not get my paperwork? Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> that got me thrown out of the courtroom. <laughs> well, that's cool. I guess they don't want you. <laughs> Well, they dragged me back in after everybody else has gone through, and they went through the same kind of process, I guess. Only this time, uh, I, I was unable to hear what they had to say. And oh, I remember uh, that. Oh, <laughs> can, can, I haven't really told too many people about this or said much. Well, I haven't been, I haven't been around, but yeah. it's, I just I love my version of telling your story because <laughs> it gets people on their ass laughing, peeing their pants, man. <laughs> Eight well, minutes. Okay, okay. You, you know, the, the only thing is is being being 30 years of, of uh, in retail serving customers, trying to anticipate what they want for dinner and what they might want to do, a barbecue or stew or roast or whatever. I, I have this awful habit of trying to anticipate what somebody's going to say and answer their question for them, so it's a, it's a no-brainer for them. They just say, okay, give me that, and go ahead and go. It makes it quicker for me. And it satisfies the customer. So when I hear somebody talking, I'm listening to what they're saying, and I'm trying to butt in and anticipate that. So I basically, the only way I could not hear them, physically not hear them, was to put earplugs in. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, he didn't just put earplugs in, you guys. Uh, what he did, okay. <laughs> he could, no, I... I'm sitting there. I was going through. I, I was at this clinic getting rebuilt at the time, so I had some time to spend. So uh, Dave and I were, were you know, spending time together on the phone and stuff, and we're discussing stuff, and you know, and like I'm not perfect by any means, and uh, I'm, I'm a student as well. But uh, so I'm trying to get it across. Like, of course, Dave can't hear him because they're speaking in legalese. How? Like, if I come up to you and start speaking, I've been learning Korean because my boss is Korean, you know? And I come up and I say, and you say, oh, you know? Right? You don't know what the fuck I'm saying. And neither can Dave understand legalese. He's not competent, all right? He's not formally trained. He's not practiced. And he cannot operate in legalese uh, with minimal or no supervision. That's what competent means. So, anyways... So I'm hoping Dave goes in with tape over his mouth. No, no. Dave gets these industrial earplugs, and he walks in the court. <laughs> he's like, did the court not get my paperwork? Right? And of course, he's probably yelling a bit because he can't hear himself, and they're all going blah, blah, blah. I can't hear you. Did the court not get my paperwork? And, and Which is great. I mean, it, it, it's awesome. And they actually, actually, as far as from what I can see, Dave kicked their ass uh, because he couldn't understand anything. And you can't convict an idiot. If somebody's not competent to stand, you can't convict somebody who's not competent. And so I, I think they, what they say, Dave, they, they said something about, uh, well, we're going to send you over to this court anyways or something or trial. Well, they, they, brought out a, they brought out some hearing uh, earphones, amplifying earphones. And the, the bailiff literally put them on up by my ears so I could hear because I was looking at him like I don't know what you I don't know what you want this for. 
So anyways, uh, they put them on, but I still couldn't hear what was going on. And then they started, the bailiff would write something down in paper. I said, I, I wrote on the paper, uh, uh, please give my paperwork to the court. And he says, I can't give your paperwork to, to the court without the court's permission. So I, gave, I handed him the paperwork and he stepped back and put his arms behind his back like it was a hot potato. This is the second time after after they threw me out for a while, they brought me back in. So then we he at least conversed with me in writing on a piece of paper. And then the prosecutor, Jennifer, comes over with the a piece of paper that says uh, trial date set for June the 6th at 9.30 or 9 in the morning or something like that and put it down in front of me. And then... I noticed the judge walked out, and, and then everybody went away. So yeah, that's, well, that's that's the short form. That the earphones were falling off his head and knocking his glasses down, and everybody was yelling at court. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.